Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Edge of Empire in our fifth year now. And that's great. Now, because of various health issues, which have basically gotten in the way of the uh, this episode going out, uh, I hurt my leg really badly when my chair felt uh, broke. Uh, Chris had some bleeding in his eye and, uh, you know, it just went on. Uh, realized we didn't have an opening for this episode and rather than trying to get everyone together again, I'm just recording this right here. So tonight's sort of a truncheated yet long episode we've got a uh section uh which uh we'll be talking about uh fortifications uh followed by a discussion between the brothers mills about how they're going to do uh their list challenge and finally a list challenge in which we are judged by anthony little as we attempt to uh build lists to attack and defend in the siege of terror and then we'll have the close of the show and that's basically it we're going to be back early in the well, in the next few days with the with the next episode, episode nine, um, we're just waiting on a few more sections to record, and then we'll be back at the coal face and back to normal schedule. So we are all doing well. Hope you are having a lovely summer. Um, <laughs> hope people are starting to have games now. We we have, which is great. And um, yeah, in general, be excellent to each other and what have you. I'm not very good at this on my own, am I? Anyway, let's uh, let's get on with the show. Zero point six point seven nine eight point M two nine. A Thursday, just after tea time, is raining in the depths of the Imperial Palace. Malkador, the time has come to set forth into the galaxy with all the armies of man behind me to reclaim the galaxy and bring to it illumination. Very well, my lord. I shall marshal the legions immediately. Uh, yeah. Um, excuse me. Sorry. Um, if it's illumination you're after, can um, can I suggest the uh, Daylight Company? They do the best desk-mounted hobby lights for all hobbies, including galactic conquest. Sounds very promising, and it would save a whole heap of trouble, my master. Oh. Uh. All right then. Um. Cancel the crusade and get me one of these loomy lamps. Immediately. Daylight Company, bringing illumination to a galaxy near you. Okay, so as part of this episode, we're looking at buildings, fortifications, and the like. This is the theme. And buildings, well, they're not as straightforward as they look, which is probably why you very rarely see them. There's a couple of... There's a lot of gotchas and a lot of weird rules with them. Once you get your head around them, they're okay. But generally, once you get your head around them, you're thinking, why on earth would I take them? So, buildings, what are they good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. And why don't we see more of them? So, first things first. So, if you look at the big rule book, it sort of starts in the battlefield terrain section, which is a little bit confusing. But it actually covers quite a lot of stuff. Um, you know, on, in terms of how you add your buildings and fortifications to your lists. And it also covers, you know, how to destroy your opponent's beautifully crafted battlefield architecture. And if you want to find out how to do either of those things, then listen on. So some little bits and bobs you might come across in the past. So first of all, it clarifies the rules about ruins, which is quite interesting because I reread these and was like, oh, yeah, so it is. So anything you declare as a ruin in the game, because it talks about terrain at this point, uh, is considered area terrain. 
okay so same as if you were models in a forest or something so even if it isn't 25 percent obscured by line of sight so if they're in a ruin regardless whether you can see all of them or not you always get a four plus cover save so that's one to watch out for um i think i've pretty much played it you know if they're in ruins it's line of sight and i don't know what you guys do but yeah if you're in ruins four plus so that bit at the beginning of the game when you say that ruins the whole tile the whole piece of terrain you get a four plus cover save from Cushy, and that's before you even go to ground. Totally. So the thing to note, though, this does not apply to vehicles. So you know, no, just putting your warlord's toe in there and getting a four-plus cover save, for example, you cheeky buggers. And I think you used to do that in old sixth edition. It was a bit of a bit of a yeah, uh, you could extra, like twenty-five yeah. percent or something. Well, mm. like I say, you don't have to be twenty-five percent uh, obscured in ruins you just need to be in ruins to get the area train same with what forests and the like so the other thing to remember about ruins is whenever you charge or are charged in ruins you need to take minus two off the charge distance which you do for any difficult terrain uh, and unless you have frag grenades or the like uh, the charging unit goes at initiative one so just to give you a heads up folks uh, contempt to dreadnoughts uh, and cortices even though one of those has got moved through cover which doesn't affect this Go at initiative one. Leviathans don't because they actually have built-in frag grenades. So a useful tactic, particularly if you know they're going up against your terminators. Normally, you know you charge your dreadnoughts in to try and smash a few terminators about before they get a hit back with their power fists. They'll actually go at the same time if you're in cover. So just a little, a little tipster there. Anybody's got any comments? Feel free. Mm. Yeah. So so your your fire drakes are standing in area terrain now for every game you ever play. I take it. Well, to be fair, it's a good tactic, right, to get people to charge you in cover for that very reason. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, it's it, it has its pros and cons. Of course, the, the same applies. So if you're in an area terrain and you're charging another unit that's also an area terrain, you would go initiate one, regardless mm-hmm. of whether you started your move in cover or not. So a little bit of a gotcha, but I hope that clarifies that situation. Jump. There's always all, all sorts of bother if you jump into. Yeah, so if you jump into or start your move in difficult terrain you have to take a dangerous terrain test so if you jumped yep. between difficult terrains you'd have to take one when you took off and one when you landed don't like dodge rolls in blood ball quite possibly yeah basically so that kind of this section that section kind of covers ruins and the like and it's about you know what you allocate as ruins and all the rest of it but we'll get on to the other things you can do here in that section so one of the other things that you need to be aware of when you're talking about buildings is battlefield debris Again, another kind of slightly weirdly named thing, but basically these are a set of upgrades that you can take for your vehicles. Sorry, vehicles. I say vehicles. <laughs> um, for your fortifications, right? So this covers some classics um, from my list of things to do. So, uh, of course, the an- animation, ammunition dump, the fantastic 20-point upgrade. Um, any unit within two inches gets a re-roll of ones to, to hit in the shooting phase. So, yeah, great little thing. Barricades, so you can add additional barricades. The comms relay is also another one of my top faves, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to be within two inches of it, but basically that means that um, you can re-roll reserve rolls. So it's a good way of manipulating that, you know, alpha strike or you know, maybe the second round strike that you want to come in. Get yourself a comms relay. Um, it then goes on to sort of bits of terrain like um, craters and actual defense lines. Um which is slightly different from the um, Asia defence line, but a general defence line, for example. Um, interesting to note, and a rule that I've kind of forgotten now and again, is that um, 
if you go to ground behind a defense line, it's minus two to your cover save. So you go from a four plus to a two plus rather than just a minus one. It would be normally going to ground uh, against Ooh. stuff. So pretty cool. Of course, going to ground means that, you know, you're firing snapshots and the like. But, you know, if you've got that, um, if, well, obviously not from a Typhon, but, you know, something else, maybe a Stormboard or something, and you want to hit the deck to survive, good, you know, you're on two plus cover save from that. It's pretty cool. So the rock's hiding behind one, you know, it's dead. Yeah, Solar Auxiliary, I mean, they get the blind debris, so they get shrouded first turn. If Sorry, blind barrage, which you can pick as a wall or trait if you've got a force commander kind of thing. Um, which gives them a two plus anyway. But yeah, it's it's a pretty good tactic to be honest with you. Says a man very well versed in defence lines. Um, the other sorts of things that you can put in here are gun emplacements, which we'll probably come onto in a bit later. But they're effectively kind of artillery, um, and it's like very similar stat line to artillery. Um, that you have to basically have somebody manning those guns. And it gets really confusing with gun emplacements and emplaced guns, which I'll come on to later to try and clarify that one. Uh, imposing statutory, never seen it used. Um, basically, has a cover save, and you get, do you get fearless if you're next to a statue for some reason. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, rubble and wreckage, just difficult terrain. Tangle wire, dangerous terrain. Modeling cover, so you know you can tangle wire, barbed wire your your fortifications up to make people make dangerous terrain tests if you like. And another really good one, though I've never seen them used, if I'm honest with you, is tank traps. Um, so they are impassable terrain to non-skimmer vehicles and dangerous terrain to bikes and open ground for other units. So the classic kind of Spartan rush that we're all familiar with, you know, you could just chuck some um, tank traps down to stop them. But I'll come on to why that isn't actually a great idea a bit later on. So that's one of the upgrades that you can take with fortifications. Um, any questions so far, class? No, stop, stop writing sir. notes Not at the yet. back. Mills. Still with you, I think, sir. <laughs> there'll, be a, there'll be a quiz later. Michael's very quiet. It's always a bad sign. He's up to mischief. Yeah. Okay. So it's now we get on to... even reply. He is, yeah. So now, we're <laughs> buildings. Now, now buildings are super weird. So they're quite a, a, a handful to get your, your head around. But anyway, effectively, you kind of treat them as non-movable transports. Okay, so they kind of follow all the rules for transports with some slight caveats. So a building that you either is a building that's not owned by anybody, or it's a piece of terrain that's, that people can get inside, or a building that you buy as a um, fortification upgrade, for example, a bunker. So they can be, they've got a number of states, just to confuse things. So they can be owned, claimed, owned or unclaimed, just to make things really, really confusing. But basically... Buildings can be claimed by either side. So if you buy a bunker, for example, and your folks are destroyed inside that bunker, but the bunker is still available, then the other side can sneakily nick it and occupy it, even though you spent the points for it. Um, all you need to do is you basically need to embark your, your troops on an unoccupied building. And you can also claim unoccupied buildings by the battlements. So, you know, just get your jump pack troops to land on top of the bat- of the bunker. Nobody in it. It's now yours. Uh, all the buildings do have this sentry defense system. So they, if they, they can ha- or it's an upgrade, they can then fire their emplaced guns, not gun emplacements, uh, if not occupied. So, for example, um, Firestorm Redoubt has two great big LAS cannons on it. They would fire automatically. You don't need somebody um, to fire them for you. They can fire an auto mode, but at a less ballistic skill, obviously. 
and buildings have armor values like vehicles as well so they will get an, an armor value um in terms of how many you can have in what type of buildings and whole points it's all in the rules but basically there's kind of three definitions of buildings which is small medium and large uh, mm-hmm. and each one has a scale of whole points and a scale of the number of people that can hold it inside it who with me so far fascinating yep, just about um <laughs> so entering and exiting buildings the same as vehicles except jump pack and jetpack infantry can go in buildings as well but obviously the rules to things like bulky uh, do apply so it's exactly the same as a vehicle in that regard uh some interesting things i suppose mighty bulwark which the sort of lord of war choices have these structures can usually have an uh, armor value of up to 15 uh, which makes them pretty tough to get through. And also any role on the building damage table is at minus one. So they're hard to get rid of, but ways and means. Um, then it gets really confusing. <laughs> if you weren't confused already, there's a reason why. So you get fortification networks, which is a bit like a squadron of buildings, um, but may only just be one entry on the force org. So, for example, there might be a – they used to have more of them, but you could basically have something that's got multiple – uh, like a bunker and a statue and a defense line it might be a network if you like but it's only one entry from the um, force org point of view and then you've got multi-part buildings just to really kick you in the ghoulies uh, where you have buildings that are basically made up of multiple parts and each part's got its own value and you can move between them freely super confused so far you can see why these aren't used every week yep yep so the other thing to note about buildings is they have, all have repel the enemy, which means that they can charge directly after leaving a building, unlike um, non-assault vehicles. Right. Unless you're bugging out of an escape hatch. And the last thing to remember, well, so far about buildings, is to shoot out of a building, you do it via the fire points. And by default, only two models can fire from a fire point. So that's an important rule to remember, particularly for things like the Bastion. Okay. So Confused.com. You get Go the on. thing. Um, oh, what are the, the bunkers, aren't they? They've got expanded. Yeah, so the bunkers have got uh, wide fire points, which give them four, and the Firestorm Redoubt has got an extra wide fire points, which means six people can fire from its um, fire points, if you like. But by default, only two. Now, we'll come on to this a bit later, why it's important to remember that, particularly for the bunker. Um, so somebody takes a bunker, sorry, and you want to get rid of it. How on earth do you do this? Um, so attacking them is exactly the same as a vehicle. Basically, you can shoot it. Um, you can close combat. It. Something that I didn't realize until I read it today, the other day was um, haywire also affects buildings. Oh, so dear. Weird. So 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 you, you dislike do you dislike buildings even more or do you dislike haywire even more? Well, I, I, I dislike haywire, obviously. But then again, you know, I've this is kind of like a man throwing stones in a glass house. Uh, I've you know, I use I've you know, have been known to partake of the haywire recently. So I have no no leg to stand on, I'm afraid. Regardless yeah, of what I say, services. A, well, I mean, yeah. uh, never mind. The but services, that, that, that means basically your 600 point Lord of War thing. Yes. For less than 200 points, you could take 10 hoplites in a termite and pretty much guarantee to pop it. Absolutely. In a single round. Totes. So I'm just double checking uh, to make sure that I ha- it hasn't got some special X, you know, saying on haywire that it doesn't affect vehicle, um, buildings. But 
I'm pretty sure um, it, it, it doesn't. So Haywire, whatever the special hits, hits a vehicle, actually. So interesting. So, yeah, it would, but it would still do the same thing. It says that they're treated as vehicles. So, yeah. Yeah. You can basically, that massive fortification, you can just drop points. up to it. Yeah, with a, with a little squad in an Arvis lighter and just go, <laughs> and it's done. Basically, um, you rock up to it with a, in a transit van with the thing out of Ocean's Eleven, and yes, it, and you turn all the lights off. Somehow you manage to destroy it. It's weird. Anyway, men in there with firearms, they trip over each other. <laughs> it could turn all the lights out, I suppose. That's true. Yeah, maybe set off an explosion or something like that. Um, the other thing to remember about vehicles, so vehicles, yeah, buildings, is if their armor value is reduced to zero, which we'll come on to in a minute, the building's also destroyed. So basically, it's the same as if it's got zero hull points. And uh, again, another little nugget, you auto hit buildings in close combat. So you don't have to roll to hit them like you would do with a vehicle, with which where they've got weapon skill one. You just automatically smash them. So another possibly uh, entry in the minus column for, for buildings, you know, any close combat thing, chain fists, whatever. They're absolutely so, yeah, a, a charge in Leviathan then oh, with God. two siege drills. Can it actually fail to destroy pretty much any building apart from the Lord of War one? Because well, the, the Lord of War was only five hole points. Well, um, yeah, and, and, a, and a charging charging Leviathan's five attacks on the charge. That's so five auto hits at strength ten plus two d six. That'll do it. Plus the hammer of wrath. Of course. So yeah, mind you, it's armor fifteen. So I suppose there is that, but mm-hmm. fundamentally, it's still probably going to do. Well, like the ones that aren't armor fifteen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're going to be toast, right? Um, even yeah. a, a normal squad of Terminators with chain fists would do the trick. Basically, anything that would go through a spark and go through a building, easier. Mm-hmm. You don't have to roll to hit. So, yeah. Um, there's an also, also another really good reason why you don't take buildings, as far as I can tell. Uh, unlike a vehicle, like where you take a penetrating hit and it might your weapon destroyed or immobilized or what have you, buildings are flipping stone death traps for your troops, as far as I can tell. So if you get a penetrating hit on your building, it's going to be trouble. So just to warn you there, you can lose folks in the building, which you can't do in vehicles. So, for example, you might get a D6 or two D6 strength six hits on your unit inside, um, allocating wounds randomly. So that sucks. Units in a vehicle, because if it gets destroyed, they can still take wounds and stuff. Yeah, but if a building gets destroyed... It's even worse for the people inside than a built than a vehicle like a normal rhino blowing up. You know, you might get ten um, strength four hits potentially. Um, it's uh, it's pretty pretty catastrophic. When buildings go, they go large. Um, the other thing actually to note is that um, buildings don't count towards victory points for being destroyed. So that's probably maybe something of use to folks. Oh, well, there's, there's, there's something that isn't a complete and definite drawback to them. Then. Yeah. I mean, you look at the building, building damage table and it's absolutely terrifying. It's page 104. I won't go through it, probably for copyright reasons, but ultimately, you know, you've got this total collapse or, de- you know, demolished where the building comes down around people. People on the bal- on the barricades get taken out as well. Gun emplacements are lost left, right and centre. It just generally sucks. So there's probably a reason why people have gone, hmm, Pound for pound, point for point. Yeah, I think you've, I think choice. you've already explained pretty well why you never see them, and people just go, "It's something to stand on." Yeah, I think that's fair. Because <laughs> so, it's just not worth the hassle, otherwise, is it? I, I'm trying to think of a 
pro and maybe when we're through this you might we might be able to find some but as it stands the thing to remember is that you bear in mind that you know i suppose the same as a vehicle but or transport anyway you can't shoot the squad inside the building directly so they can you know weather a bit of a storm the problem is once that storm starts to go the building starts to become very very dangerous very quickly and actually on the penetrating hit table they will lose a number of armor values so for example your armor 14 could go to armor 12 could go to armor 10 could even go to you know below that and then they become really easy to take down so just bear that in mind at home kids if you're thinking about using a building um so yeah that's very briefly without boring people too much the building thing and the building damage table but it's exactly the same as the vehicle damage table um but a seven is pretty catastrophic for that and everybody inside it so yeah i'm just looking at the um at page 104 now and um yeah, basically anybody with anything more dangerous than a las pistol can mm-hmm. turn Hogwarts into the towering inferno in about two turns. Yeah. To, to use cinematic building references. Yeah. Uh, like uh, it might look it might look spectacular, but like you know a unit of doesn't every basic marine come with crack grenades? Totally does. So, so like basically you know you think oh we're safe inside this building five marines with crack grenades we've I got mean, another idea Jim. If they've got force you around, then you're not going to get through them. But, you know, multiple will do it. Like, say, um, Power Fist would do it. Same as Spartan, basically. Think of it along those lines. Armor 15 does become a little trickier, uh, of course, because then, you know, you're outside the realms of a Power Fist being able to do anything about it, and you need something a bit special. Um, anything with Armor Bane, you're all right. So that's something that's still... Yeah, Armor Bane. 8 plus, eight plus 2d6, that's something. 2d6 average is 7, so that's 15. That's a glance. So a Kraken, yeah. on average, is going to is going to hurt. Um, anything above average on a crack and penetrator and you're on this temp you're on this table I'm on the table of, of death so yeah um one to watch out for which is maybe why people don't use it or maybe because the rules are quite archaic and they need a little yeah, bit of they, they, understanding they you can use it i mean the mr trick because I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say enough to breach uh copyright you know uh, result two tremor there's nothing in there about worms or kevin bacon saving the day yeah, I mean, absolutely, Mr. Trick there with so many things. Um, <laughs> yes, and movie references. So, yeah, that's that's one thing that's slightly confusing about ve- um, buildings. You have to be very conscious of the fact that they will not, unlike vehicles, they will damage your folks if they get shot up. And, you know, 2d6 strength 6 hits is a lot. Um, you know, like I say, average of 7, wounding on 2s against Marines, that lovely Iron Havoc or Iron Fist, it's our Imperial Fist, um heavy support squad you know it's gonna to have to make some saves which could be tricky yeah because you're not you're not exactly going to fill it with 50 levy are you no so yeah it's uh it's a it's a job so the other thing that's really confusing and you really need to understand if you are using emplaced weapons or and or gun emplacements you would have thought they'd have come up with a better name for this stuff <laughs> um so there are some real gotchas with this stuff so an emplaced weapon is something that comes with the building. So, for example, the Firestorm Redoubt has got those lovely big las cannons on it, and that's an emplaced weapon, right? And other st- other stuff is gun emplacements, and that would be things like the quad auto cannon that you can buy uh, in the battlefield debris upgrades. So, a building can have emplaced weapons and pay for upgrades to get gun emplacements. Whoa, confused.com. So, technically, if you have space, you could have a Firestorm Redoubt with two of the big las cannons and you could pay for a quad 
autocannon as well. And I think there's room on the model for it. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but once you do that, it doesn't. It's no longer a gun emplacement. It's a emplaced gun. gun. So it can be destroyed <laughs> along with those when you get onto the vehicle damage table. Um, the thing about gun emplacements is if you leave it outside of the building, it's a gun emplacement. So, for example, you could buy that upgrade and put your quad gun within six inches of the building, but you would need somebody to man it to fire it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you buy it and then use it as a gun emplacement, it uses the auto fire rules. So just so you know, um, a little bit of a weird one, that one. Um, yeah, but yeah, the, make sure the, you know what you're doing if you're, if you're buying these upgrades. There's a decent chunk of, of page time given up to a lot of stuff that nobody is going to want to use to have an enjoyable game. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those things that, you know, whether people just don't bother or they just, you know, people have been put off by them. Yeah, I mean, I can know. see if you were playing something like Centurion, if you toned things down a bit, um, small points value with like a hyper narrative table, like uh, and sort of like a, a sort of almost like um, exhibition game where you're like, right, this yeah. is what the game can be. We've got hyper narrative forces without anything ridiculous in there. Um, and we are going to play all this. But if you took a st- sort of, you know, standard 3000, what you take to an event list, mm. it renders nearly everything we've seen so far. Point what, purely aesthetic. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, bear in mind that most of the missions require you to get out and get onto an objective. Mm-hmm. Mostly. Most missions seem to be in, in that kind of ilk. So you think there'd be some building line, missions, though, telling you <laughs> yeah. to get in and do something. I mean, there are some spe- specific kind of missions, you know, w- which ask for buildings is, as part of the setup. Right. So quite thematic kind of narrative missions. I think there's a few in the new campaign section, for example. Um so they do have their uses if you're playing in that kind of way. So, you know, I don't want to completely, you know, knock them. But um, in terms of automated fire, just so people are aware, if nobody's occupied the building, but it's owned by you, confusing, uh, you can choose to fire their automatic weapons. So they, they fire at ballistic skill two, and it's always at the absolute end of the shooting phase. So this only applies to emplaced weapons and not gun emplacements, if you were not already confused so to give you a, i've done a kind of little scenario because just because i'm being super helpful so if i've got a bunker and i've got a unit of eight iron havocs plus a sergeant and i've bought mm-hmm. like the icarus cannon as an upgrade for the building and i've mounted it on the battlements it becomes an emplaced weapon rather than the gun emplacement right. uh in the shooting phase the iron havocs could all shoot at an oncoming space wolf spartan gloriously tearing it to bits and scattering its hated hull and the sons of the young king to the four winds Whilst the Icarus cannon fired by the sergeant can then shoot that crack and penetrate a missile loaded lightning at BS5 with Tank Hunter. So, well, yeah, it's a bit weird, actually. That's not entirely true because they'd have to fire at the same unit. Uh, that's the other rule that I neglected to put in there. So they couldn't fire at two separate things. They'd all have to fire at the same target. Of course, you can intercept with the Icarus cannon uh, in the in the in that phase. And that just means the sergeant can't shoot in the shooting phase. Confused? Right. Yeah, I think we've rendered Michael unconscious. He's not. I've, I've never heard him be quiet for this. Yeah, long. no, it's, it's, it's uh, they are complicated. Words that um, are the same, just in the different orders. So it's like, <laughs> the manatees were having a slack week when they did this, weren't they? This is before they employed manatees to make things different. I think. Yes, yeah, like 
it's going, oh, let's just keep it simple, but then not realising that if someone could say in place gun, mean gun emplacement. Yeah, it's it's just what, yeah. asking for trouble. Also, can you imagine how annoyed you'd be if you managed to track down a set of the Forge World fortress walls for like however oh, many yeah. million pounds they are now, put them on a table at your local club and you'd be like, yeah, look at this, and then someone rocks up with a, thir- with a, with a 30 quid five-man cataphractor unit from Element and just goes, yeah, take it off. Yeah, no, no, it's like that. You know, that, I mean, something it looks like from, uh, you know, the the Black Gate of Mordor suddenly reduced to, well, basically the end of the Lord of the Rings when uh, uh, Sauron dies. Well, it's, spoiler, it's, spoiler yeah, alert. Three hobbits and, throw some Lembus yeah. bread at it and it just vaporizes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I, I've actually got that wrong. But yeah, the, the sergeant could have intercepted the Kraken penetrator loaded um, lightning at ballistic skill five with Tank Hunter in the phase, in the movement, end of the movement phase when the when the thing came on, and then the next turn, he can't shoot because he's already fired, of course, but the rest of the squad could then unleash their tank hunting last cannons on the Space Wolf Spartan and probably do nothing if it's me rolling the dice. So if that wasn't even slightly confusing, and if you are still awake, battlements. Now, this is super confusing because even I got lost at this point, right? So... First things first, jump pack and jetpack troops don't make difficult terrain when jumping on and off battlements. And the same applies to skimmers, weirdly. So if you jump onto a set of battlements, you're cool. I suppose that's fine. It's, it's that thing, I suppose, of because they are properly constructed. Yes, they're not uh, ruins. They're not, yeah, there's no odd, unless they've been built by, you know, a non trustworthy legion, there's not really an odd. <laughs> <laughs> or as the Imperial Fists, that, yeah, that yeah, of course. properly, yeah, cemented. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought battlements were just for, like, kicking night lords off, as far as I've ever read. Uh, that's right. Exactly. And, and that's a, a nicely carved bit of battlement. So so this is where I got confused. So I couldn't find the definition for this next part. So um, so battlements are treated as an access point to the building, right? So if the Iron Havocs are in the bunker and no one is on the battlements, I think that the Space Wolf Assault Unit could jump on the battlements. I think confused you, you will be so it does say that you can claim an unoccupied building from the battlements but that doesn't mean it, uh, an occupied building can be the same thing which seems a bit weird right because you'd think if nobody's on there logically you could jump up there and then nip through the top hatch and kill everybody inside right yeah, I've, got, I've uh, seen the end of fury you just open the hatch drop a few grenades exactly, in, shut it in. Right? yeah there you go so that's what i would have thought i mean we've all seen saving private ryan chucking grenades through the through the you know um Mm-hmm. through the guns at normandy um so yeah i think it's just a bit of a weird one i'm not quite sure how that works so if anybody's got any ideas or they can find a rule that says you can't jump onto it onto a claim building or you can and then assault through the access point i'd love to hear it but anyway before we get kind of in, embroiled in that um do be warned though if you units on the battlements can be shot so if you've got someone on top of the battlements they can be shot unlike the units inside a building a bunker for example and any template or blast weapons, for example, will hit both the building and the unit on the battlements. So that nice um, Typhon shell will kill everybody on top of it and also do one hit against the And then the blow the building up. Potentially, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> lovely. So. That is the way it probably should. Yeah. Actually, so mm-hmm. not only. So to confuse matters even further, and we've all, this is like a spiral of confusion. Helter Skelter, as uh, John, uh, John, uh, no, not John, uh, Paul McCartney once sang. Um, battle, building upgrades 
are not to be confused with battlefield upgrades. <laughs> so these can be purchased by buildings. And there are a number of cool things like the ammo store and avoid shields, for example. So you can give your building an ammo store, which works exactly the same as an ammo dump, but obviously it's inside and you can have your lovely heavy support squad shooting out re-rolling ones. Brilliant. And you can also give your vehicle, vo- vehicle your building void shields, which is quite cool. You know, armor 12, you'd have to get through it first and they could potentially regenerate a five and six. So that's not bad. But the rest of them are a bit meh. Escape um, hatch, for example, means you can get out quickly, but you can't charge afterwards, but it gets you some distance away from the building. So it doesn't collapse around your ears. Um, and a couple of other bits and bobs. It's all on page 106. But those are the two. Well, those are the probably the the only two that I've actually ever been any interested in the ammo store and the void shield using those in a bunker. Escape has to be sort of 12 inches away as well, isn't it? So you've got yeah. you have plenty of room to basically be outside of assault range yeah. if you position it properly. Yeah. Or totally. assault range if you really want to be crazy and put it the other way. Yeah, but you can't assault. We could always jump out and shoot people, I guess, you know, if you had a big old squad that you wanted to surprise and appear behind them and start shooting them, for example. Um, so building upgrades... You can get one of these per building. Uh, obstacles, which is, again, the number of these are beyond the data sheet. They're pretty cool if you want to wreck somebody's day. These tank traps, things that we talked about earlier, they do prevent vehicles from passing, so they can help with that Spartan Rush list. But they have to be wholly placed within six inches. So, really, you'd want these at least 12 inches away from your fortification, right? Because then there's a chance that you're going to stop the tank before the squad of Terminators jumps out and assaults you. But they're the best, the furthest they can be, and they bear in mind the whole of the tank trap needs to be within six of the fortification. So a bit meh, if I'm honest. Um, not really going to stop anybody. They're just going to kind of go up to that and go, okay, well, I'm stopping here. Down goes the front hatch. Out jump, comes the... the jump the, out and you anyways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> people have used them to, you know try and divert drop pods i remember back in seventh and sixth you know to put a lot of tank traps down at particular angles to try and you know where you can't put your 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 drop pods there so they're gonna have to go over here kind of thing and um we also had them used in the uh nuremberg 300 uh counter list which was uh deploying them as you can obstacles or an upgrade that the age of defense line can take so you have the defense line deploy that when you deploy the squad and deploy the tank traps in front of it. You'd have to make a lot of them to try and stop, um, you know, on rushing vehicles, but yeah, it's technically possible, I guess. So yeah. Um, you can buy six obstacles per fortification. So you can buy like four barricades, which gives you another kind of defense line thing, um, or four barricades, two tank traps, tangle wire, whatever. If you want to create, you know, gold beach, you know, on your, yeah. metal, on your, uh, uh, tabletop, you know, you've got plenty of options to do so. Plenty of options to do so. I've never seen anybody do them. I mean, I've never seen um, barbed wire used. I, mean, I suppose difficult terrain, dangerous terrain, meh. Um, but yeah, tank traps probably could be interesting. But of course, there's no models for this stuff, so you have to make it yourself. Same with the ammo dump. Yeah, and there used to be some tank traps on one of the battlefield accessory sprues. Yeah, been discontinued. Oh, he's still alive. Mm. Okay. It's been discontinued, but Michael's probably still got about 300 of them in a box somewhere that yeah, he's I, gone around to yet. I think I've got three sets of them, and they're all built and painted. Because it was the old welded-together metal tank traps, and then there was a little bit of wire, wasn't it? And uh, That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're dead easy to make out of some, because you, you can get that I-beam section in um, Plastruct, Plastic Card. 
How can you? So they'd be dead easy. Yeah, you can get right. I-beam in various different scales. So they'd be dead easy for you to make if you just find a fit picture reference from a real one and then just work out where to chop up the um, plastic card and stick them together. You could make nice. them for pennies. That's good if you wanted to, you know. Yeah, I mean, have, have something pretty yet ineffectual. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, you could kind of have a. I mean, I've got a Solar Ox army with three Malkadors in it, so I know all about pretty but ineffectual. <laughs> um, go on, Chris, sorry. That's right, go on. Carry on. I was just going to say, so, you know, maybe tank traps could be useful if you wanted to do a kind of a phased defense, knowing that some of your units are going to have to be there to kind of soak up some of the problem or maybe fall back, stopping the rhinos or the Spartans, for example. But you could probably do it. I've never seen it done. Could be interesting. So that's kind of all the rules around buildings. They're upgrades, not to be confused with battlefield upgrades. And there's a few of them in the actual book. And I'll cover some of them. Some of them are pretty obscure and maybe folks could have a better better understanding than I have. But this is all kind of page 114 in the big rule book. But the types, basically they have a data sheet similar to a unit and that tells you, you know, what they can purchase as upgrades and how much they cost, obviously points wise. And that's about it really. So the first out of the bag, of course, everybody will absolutely say this is one of my favorites. And it is, I think one of my favorites, obviously is our old chum, the Aegis defense line. So here's a fortification takes up one slot obviously 50 points for this bad boy gives you a four plus cover save go to ground for a two plus cover save and you control where the cover is so it's good for you know some of these tables where there's no cover at all and you're gonna get shot to death first turn gives you a fighting chance put your vehicles up against it to give them the four plus cover save only to be uh, obscured by 25 percent. so they can even obscure things that were bane blade-esque size if you measure them um Add a damp ammo dump, which we which I always talk about, you know, to re-rolling ones because I roll a lot of ones. Uh, or the comms relay, if you're, you know, want to get your reserves in, for example. Quite a lot of the rights of war exclude fortifications, and I think the ones that you probably want the re-roll to reserve rolls specifically exclude fortifications, which kind of makes sense if you think about it. Um, but I'd also not underestimate the quad cannon for an anti-aircraft roll for 50 points. Um, can't discount an auto cannon against vehicle against flyers. Yeah, so it's four shots. I think it's strength seven, uh, twin linked interceptor, pretty good range, forty-eight inch range. It'll take a lightning down. You know, only two whole points. Take an Aries, got, take an Aries gunship down or a big bird. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think after a few few goes at it, but yeah, it's it's a good one if you're worried about cracking penetrating lightnings, for example. It gives them something to think about. Does need somebody to man it, of course. In terms of anti-air choices, you know, there's things like the Arcus, which is an expensive tank, but is a bit more multi-role. Or there's the Tarantula. Um, I don't know if the Hyperius defense system is available for Space Marines or just for Solar. Um, so, you know, there are a couple of things, Derrideos, for example, but 50 points. It's not a bad, bad little, um, you know, something to put in your back pocket in case somebody does rock up with loads of flyers, for example. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a great unit as well, you know. I think it does a lot of things for very little points. Um, I know it's got its own kind of narrative in terms of the way that you play with it, and I completely accept that. The fact that you've written that narrative. I think I probably have, actually. I think if if, if Aegis Defence Line was like a internet brand, I think, the CEO. I think I would be, you know, a, a top-line influencer. Yeah, in, you'd be... <laughs> 
they'd be sending me all over the world to talk about the, the third party manufacturers would be saying you know do you want to try our comms mm. relay you know, do, you want, <laughs> do you want do you want do you want our i ammo dump that's right I'd have to, know, yeah exactly it's a little bigger than the other one that kind of thing you know yeah totally so anyway sticker uh, we've all come across them we've all used them they're probably the commonest i think um fortification you're ever going to see from from what you've from what you've just spent half an hour describing they're the only one worth bleeding taking because you can't blow it up is a plus right? and it doesn't cost many points and it doesn't cost many points so definitely well <laughs> worth the trouble i think as oh say that again chris is it as cool as some of the other options that's the thing you know that's what it that's what it boils down i mean if you go and rule a cool no for sure's because uh, it's just a big line of you know barricades but it's got that kind of les miserable feeling about it which i quite like too so les um, mis or mexican border depending on your particular oh, standpoint right. yes I'd, I'd go with les mis because it's kind of less contentious but yes <laughs> um like you model one with a small child waving uh i should do that shouldn't i now you mentioned waving a, tri- waving a trickle trickler, or, yeah just maybe like, have the maybe have the you know do you hear the people sing playing slowly in the background you could get that posh looking eldari last and you model a cake in around on the other side of it yeah <laughs> anyway anyway approach and have it you know as it uh reasonably priced love and a boiled egg or whatever. <laughs> yes so i think that's perfectly reasonable right anyway next out of bag is a bastion now i've done these can be used they're quite cheap 75 points i think they're just a big stone coffin after being obliterated off the face of the earth so <laughs> Sounds the, the fire points are absolutely naff on this thing, right? Bear in mind, you only fire two weapons from, from them. Um, right. And I think they've got two facings, basically straight ahead or straight behind. So you're very limited, right? 45 degrees from each of those fire points. You're not going to see a lot. Um, it's got four emplaced heavy bolters, which I think, oh, that's cool for 75 points. But, of course, three of them are going to be pointing the wrong way 90% of the time because it's it's basically a square box. So you can't really line it up so you get two heavy bolters shooting at something. It's almost impossible. So Unless you're doing the breakout mission and you start with one of these. In the middle, actually, that's true. That is true. That's maybe where it comes into its own. It has got some barricades on the top, of course. So armor 14, medium building. I just think that it's it's not a, not a big threat. It's just a way to probably you know in, enclose a unit, for example, and just keep them stashed away if you don't want to blow the thing up. But yeah, it's better, I'm, for, better I'm, for hiding behind than hiding in. It's a great thing to block line of sight. I think that's probably the best. You know, maybe you could yeah. put a knight behind it if you wanted to give it 75 points of cover. Might be worth a spin. Um, next down the list is a defense line, which is different from an Aegis defense line. Um, they just have a plastic kit for this. Uh, it's pretty cool. Anything inside it gets a stubborn rule until you realize it can't take an ammo dump. And then it's like, why don't I just take an Aegis defense line for 10 points less? Uh, with an ammo dump. So this is 80 points for this thing. It's, yeah, I just, no. <laughs> yeah, like so I said, in a list of line. things that need FAQing slash need redoing yes. for version two. Um, building. The thing is, terrain rules have always been a bit like this. I mean, I can't speak for how Age of Sigmar is because I'm not in, t- in, that, in that scene. But 8th edition fantasy came out massive section for loads of different types of randomly generatable terrains like you know there's mm. only one in six woods that you'd get in that wouldn't try to kill you for walking through it yeah and immediately the whole community just went nap can't be bothered with that, That's far be too that. and yep, that was that's... free 
that was yeah. terrain that was just battlefield terrain that you weren't paying points for and it was still trying to kill you yeah i mean is, there was this mysterious terrain is still a thing i think but yeah go on chris yeah is this is i think this one is meant to be the wall of martyrs thing that they it is yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it is and, and it turns you into a martyr for being daft enough to stand behind it i mean 80 points it's just not worth it it really isn't i mean it looks good it's, it's quite a nice nice kit i've got one uh, that chris donated it's, to me. it's a it's a big line section yeah it is but, but quite a lot of cover to get out of it true enough uh, true enough ages but like it's, it's just yeah. it doesn't I never seen one upgrade it with the um defense with the weapon emplacement or is it or is that a separate sheet of it? that's a separate sheet defense emplacement yeah. which is uh, a bit better than the above so a bit better than the defense line and it's oddly cheaper it gives stubborn but it also re-rolls overwatch with heavy weapons so there's that right but uh, if you're being charged it's already too late in my book if they're charging you and you're hoping for a defensive kind of line shooting thing game over frankly and re-rolling you know to hit sixes on heavy weapons isn't probably going to help you too much anyway so yeah the The overwhelming sense i'm getting of Mm. these is that they've not been written for the rules for the units in the actual game they've been written with base humans in mind with base human weaponry i i these don't feel like they've mm. been they've been written for to cope with what a marine list can bring to the table i i so i got the they're, they're just adapted from um 40k 7th edition yes I, I genuinely well i mean they're not even that because they had a whole thing on stronghold assault if you remember that book which had loads yeah, of stuff about uh, uh, planet, uh, planet uh, was it planetary planetary uh, assault or yeah. planet yeah. strike whatever you called it yeah. i yeah, think that the game itself isn't really about buildings if you see what i mean so i think it's like uh, if you want we, that you play Zormortality. yeah we don't really want people in buildings you know they're pretty boring and so we're just going to make the rules pretty naff and try and get people in vehicles and because you I mean, why buy a bunker for example when you could buy a for the same price you can get you know two rhinos effectively um i mean yes the armor's not as good but you can get your troops where you need them to be quickly and versatility you know you can move them around and stuff like that was this thing sits there and gets shot to death so the bunker which come on to you know it looks good on paper right armor 14 all around makes it pretty tough and you can bang a few few fellas in it um you can certainly take a few chaps as it were uh 20 models actually you can put in this thing plus four hole points uh it has two wide fire points though so buying that iron havoc squad or iron uh imperial fist heavy support squad just remember only eight people can fire out of it so if you buy a 10-man squad, two of them are going to be doing zip all except ablative wounds. Doing one, of one of them is going to be doing nothing because one is the sergeant. Yeah, I mean, the sergeant, so, sergeants can have heavy weapons in, I don't know if they can, in the heavy weapon squad, but the Iron Harrods, for example, all could have heavy weapons, which is what I do. Yeah, they can so, have the heavy weapon squad. So, you know, I would, you know, you're right. You could just use the sergeant and give him, you know, something else to do, maybe a power fist or something if you wanted to get up close and personal. But, yeah. You're absolutely right. What I'm saying is, if you if you're buying a bunker, don't spend the extra two points with the extra two lots of heavy weapons because you're probably not going to need them. So yeah, just remember that you know you don't get ten shots out of the thing. So you can have all the upgrades, so you can give it barricades, which is you know in the front of it, uh, ammo store inside, and a gun placement on the battlements. So you know it can be pretty versatile. Um, void shields as well. So it's probably the last of the useful ones, <laughs> I think. Um, 
the more common ones, you know, I've used it a few times. It's done all right, but it's, yeah, it, it lacks that versatility, I think. So, yeah. You know so what this would all be amazing for? Yeah. It'd all be amazing for playing Necromunda using 30k rules. Because then yeah. you've got, then you've not got buildings just been wiped out by, uh, you know, you've not got a juve with a last pistol. You're like, ah, here's my fell blade. Yes. Take it off. You know, here's my glaive that, by the way, it goes through all of those bits of scenery. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it just goes pop, 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 pop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, another one that I have used in the past, though not in 30k, is the Firestorm Redoubt. I think we've got a couple of them in the scenery box. And again, this looks great on paper, right? It's got these massive guns and quad Icarus Laz cannons. So each one of these is strength line, AP2, heavy two, interceptor, skyfire, twin linked. It's the perfect anti-aircraft weapon. Uh, bear in mind, you get two of these on the Firestorm Redoubt. Um, but there's some caveats there. So this is fully automated. So you can't, you know, park your sergeant or your uh, independent character with a better ballistic skill to fire these things. It's always going to fire on auto fire mode. So that sucks a bit. Best you can get there is you can give them an upgrade, like with the sort of service of targeting to ballistic skill three. So it'll still be forced to hit. So it does suck a bit. Um, it's also got some slight rules about it. it has to always shoot the nearest flyer or fly monstrous creature. And if there's nothing else to shoot, it will then auto fire the nearest model. So just be, be wary of that. But it's, it has got a bunker kind of underneath it. And as mentioned previously, uh, it's got alt, very wide fire points. So six folks can fire out of that. So medium building, armor 14 again, 20 people can get into it. But um, 200 points. You'd probably get a Derrideo or you'd probably get an Arcus, to be honest with you. What would be my advice if you're worried about anti-aircraft? What do you guys think? Yeah, probably go for the Derrideo instead. Yeah. yeah, there's other than purely like the to me the the other than the Aegis defense line, and I don't know whether that's you just been brainwashing me over the last half a decade. Um, is they they they're rendered entirely aesthetic. Looks great. I think it's a great looking model, by the way. The um, Firestorm Redoubt. It's a great looking piece of scenery as well. Um, no, it's a shame it's not in print anymore. Yeah, a lot of these aren't, like, which is probably why nobody uses them as well. I don't think you can. I mean, I, I'm trying to think if I actually bought a bunker f- from new. I can't remember now. Um, so the, the other one's still in print. Yeah, the other one is uh, Vengeance Weapon Batteries. And I know you're quite a fan of these, Mr. B. I've seen you've used these before, haven't you? I have. They're not great, but they're all right. Yeah, yeah so um, they come with the ones with battle cannons. Um, yeah, they're kind of little. Cannons. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't or, think you can get the Gatling cannons. If no, no, you get now. the quad Icarus Laz cannon, which is the kind of anti-aircraft version, or a battle cannon. So they're yeah. kind of 75 points. Um, not too bad, really. Uh, you can add two in a squad if you like. So you can have two of these things. Um. Battle cannon, 75 points for a battle cannon is not bad. Got to be honest with you, battle cannons are pretty far ranging. Again, it's armor 14. Um, obviously, nobody can go inside these things, but they're probably not bad, actually. Uh, so you can't fire them manually. So it's going to be auto-firing, but that doesn't really matter too much with a template weapon. And, you know, 75 points. I'm trying to think of where you can get a battle cannon for 75 points from. Yeah, not I mean, many things can do that. You can buy a whole Earthshaker cannon for not much more than that in the heavy support choice. Yeah, you could. That's true. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, got long... you can take that in a fortification slot. 
Yeah, you could. That's very true. So mm. you could take two of these for 150 points, two battle cannons, bang them in your on your back line, 72 inch range. You know, unless you're Terminator only, there's there's something to worry about, right? Even if the chances of hitting is slightly less because of their worst ballistic skill, they're not. Maybe they're not worth them. Maybe they're worth a look. They're not actually bad badly pointed, I think. Um. So they may be, they make it onto the list. You know, yes, you take it down easily and all the rest of it, but at least nobody dies inside the thing, right? So there's that. Uh, and then we're onto the crazy world of Lord of War choices, which we covered. I don't know where this is going to go in the section. So you might hold on to your hats. You might see one of these later. Uh, so, Chris, we had fun with this one. This is the Macro Cannon Aquila Strong Point, which you can't buy anymore for, unless it costs you £400. But, yeah. You know, if if you want to represent our our wall based death, yes, this this is the this is the one that you go to, isn't it? I mean, yes. I mean, like I say, it's a it's a building. It's not got all that going for it in that front, but it's got a freaking massive cannon on the top of it. It totally has. It really does look the part. You know, you're in for a scrap with this thing. Honestly, uh, it flatters to deceive somewhat, but yes, go on. If you want to spend five hundred pounds? They are available on eBay. <laughs> That's right. So the one thing this has got, uh, so this is a, a mighty bulwark. It's got armor value 15. Um, so it can take four in place to have your bolters as well. So just in case you, you know, your weapon destroyed thing takes out your macro cannon and it can take uh, items from the buildings and obstacles list. So you can give it, you know, the ammo dump or whatever. It's a multi-part building. So you'd have to read up the rules on that. But basically the main strong point part is a large building. So that's armor 14, five hole points, with battlements can take 50 people, but only one squad can go in there, which seems a bit weird. Um, cause it's, I don't know whether the, you know, like in super heavy transports, they can take multiple units in the same vehicle. You can't seem to do that with these big, um, buildings, which seems a bit pointless to me, but what do I know? Um, the thing is, has got, it's got this massive gun and it's part and it's got like a bunker part second bit. Um, it's got, you can fire these macro shells, which are basically a D weapon, so 72 inch range D, AP1 primary weapon, so you know reroll armor pen, uh, large blast five inches, so like a volcano cannon. Not primary weapon, it's primary weapon two. Oh, I do both. So it's two, it D. two D weapons. So actually, that's uh, that's pretty damn. That's that's a bit more useful than I thought. So it's like the um, uh, what's it called? Turbo laser on the Warhound. Um, but yeah, two D weapons coming at you, Cleopatra. You'd have a, it'd give you pause of thought, right? Call it power. Uh, yes. Uh, and the <laughs> other one that it's got is Quake Shell. Again, with the barbed wire reference as well. Mm, very good. Comes together. Um, Quake Shells are 180 inch range, so basically infinite, unless you're playing on a really big table. Um, it's primary weapon one, Apocalypse Mega Blast. So this is the full 10-inch bifter, right? Uh, strength 10.75 as it gets further out. Uh, AP 1, 4, and 6. Uh, and it's got this sonic boom thing. So it's a big old blast template, this one. Uh, draw a straight line between, after firing it, between the Aquila, Macro Cannon, and the central of the Apocalypse Mega Blast. Roll a dice for each flyer, flying monstrous creature or flying gargantuan creature. Crossed by this line on a one, a flyer will crash and burn. Or fly monstrous creatures or gargantuan creatures take D3 wounds with no saving throws allowed. So 
it's a bit situational, right? Um, it can fire either of these things. Um, it doesn't seem, yeah, you can basically yeah, choose which one of those shells you decide to, to throw. So something to think about. Um, 535 points, though. You know, you'd think, well, maybe a, maybe if it's a Lord of War choice, maybe I'll be better off with a, you know, Bane Blade or something along that You can times. get a Stormblade for that. Stormblade, yeah, which may be a better choice. But 2D weapons, that's pretty good. 2D weapons, yeah. people decide. I mean, <laughs> if you're running uh, that bloody World Eaters chap. Yes. Oh, um, the, man who, the man who spent more time on Heresy Battlefields than anybody else, Garland Serlac. Um, yes, that's the boy. Bane of existence, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, the amount of inducti he can put together, being able to hide them in a building that's chucking out 2D cannons. Uh, yeah, and they can assault straight out of it as well, so anybody gets too close, they can give them a little tickle with their yeah. chain axes uh, just for funs. So, yeah, there's something there for sure. Um, the other one in the Lord of War section is the... Vortex Missile Aquila Strongpoint. So I don't know if you remember this particular model, probably out of print as well. It's the um, same model. Oh, it's the same, same model, deal. but you just use a different... Um, you, you, know, you just lift up the cannon, and underneath the, where the cannon goes, there's a uh, there's a missile bay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, cool. So same same stats, basically. Uh, this missile, this Vortex Missile thing, never seen it used. Uh, it's unlimited range, so whatever. Strength D, AP1, Ordnance 1, Large Blast, Vortex. So, has anybody looked at the Vortex rules since 6th edition or 2nd edition? There are rules for Vortex? I think there must be. They've mentioned it here. It'd be interesting if it actually are in the unique special rules section. So, I think this is where the thing just hangs around and randomly chews things up. The scatter thing. I think so, yeah. Yeah, from Vortex. The there we go. It, it's definitely here. Uh, special rule is a destroyer weapon. Uh, uses a blast marker. Yeah, place the appropriate blast marker. Roll for scatter and apply damage. For determining wound allocation, always assume the shots come to the center. So like you would do. Okay. Um, as, in the same way as barrage weapons. Uh, the marker for vortex weapon is not removed from play after damage has been resolved. Leave it in play on the tabletop. The marker is impassable terrain as long as it remains in play. At the beginning of every subsequent player turn. The marker scatters 2d6 uh, using the little arrow if you roll a hit. If a double is rolled, the, the marker is removed from play instead. Uh, any units under the marker, new allocation is hit. Apply damage as described above. So you could effectively have these things whipping around your battlefield, dealing out uh, DAP1 hits, uh, which would be quite funny. I mean, for lols, this is going to win. Um, never seen it used, unfortunately. Pretty cool, actually. Probably slightly more interesting than the um, macro cannon. Well, aren't they? So they're not the small templates whizzing about. They are the, you know... Large five-inch template, yeah. Yeah, but like I say, you'd probably just want it dead quickly, I think. So interesting. Anyway, the rest of this stuff, I'm not going to bore you with because it hasn't got any... It's kind of like weird stuff like the Shrine of the Aquila, the Manifactorum... Basilica Ministrata, never seen them used. Mr. B? Terrain, that's what it's about. No, it's just a random terrain. Just like confusing rules for stuff that you're probably just going to say, is it a four plus or not, right? That's basically the way I've looked at it. Um, crashed Imperial Lander, quite interesting. It has Mysterious Wreckage rule. So you get to it, whoever gets to it first, uh, you can find some stuff, an unstable fuel core, 
nothing of note or architect cargo. Um, just just looking at the uh, shrine of the. Yes. Um, actually, the, the the eagle's gaze special is pretty cool. Let's have a look. You can't take points for that though. That's just a building, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah you just, it's just there on the table. But yeah. Shrine of the Aquila. If unit within loyalist allegiance has any of its models within the Shrine of the Aquila, it re-rolls fail morale checks. Any unit with the traitor allegiance in the Shrine of the Aquila gets hatred loyalists. That's probably why they're never used. Because I suppose I'd rather have hatred than re-roll morale checks. So how about you guys? re-rolling all those hits to start with without using a chaplain so yeah maybe you'd buy one as a you know well you can't buy them they're not things that are purchasable but yeah so there you go some like battlefield terrain they just probably add additional rules for a little bit of a little bit of freance i think if you had if you had a lot of this stuff and you had a big table but you played a disproportionately small size game with quite limited forces they could add quite a lot to something quite narrative but if you bring your average well you know your average 3k list certainly if i've written it mm. sorry then <laughs> um that you're not going to have much fun with these yeah i think there's a there's a there's a place for them i think you could definitely do some narrative stuff with them sorry chris you're doing an escalation return to it kind of yeah yeah i think if you sort of said you know one side can spend x number of points on fortifications and the other side gets some special rules or, you know, something like that, or the other side so like gets a penalty. Between the pair of you, you spend 1,500 points on the table, and then you put a 1,500-point Centurion yeah. army on each. Yeah, something like that. But, yeah, so that, in a nutshell, and a slightly confusing one at that, uh, is the vehicle – sorry, <laughs> I'm never going to get that out of my head – is the building and kind of terrain rules. So – some of those things we come across, you know, like the terrain part, you good to know. Buildings are pretty situational, um, but useful to know, you know, if something does rock up with that bunker or a firestorm redoubt or even one of the, the big Aquila strong points, what you need to do to deal with them. So there you go. That's it from bit buildings and fortifications. Oh, cool, cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's uh, let us know if you disagree and think that we've got it completely wrong and fortifications are the best thing ever. Yeah, I'm sure people will absolutely. The uh, the Builders Guild will well, be on to, on to me. The Imperial Fist Facebook group who uh, <laughs> yeah, about us as soon as the, uh, this, this for me, out. personally, it'd be down to theme. If I've got an army which I think would work really well with a nice themed bit of terrain, I'll do it, even if it's not the best. If you're playing yeah, a all that terrain's going to do is kill you, Mike. If your arms, if your army's theme's losing, then yeah, buy terrain. <laughs> oh yeah, my arm, my arm. <laughs> it's generally the theme that Michael rocks up. <laughs> Though I just say his luck is not the best. So anything where he can re-roll a one, he should probably be taking that. To be honest with you, so ammo dumps all round, Mister B. Okay, cool. That's that. Let's oh. go on to the next section.
Dave, get in here, son. Put the kettle on. We need your help. Something what? has come up. What? <laughs> get in. Stop being a spanner. Come on, son. We've got, we got problems to solve, armies to build, and we need the Mills Brothers. Oh, God. All right, then. For a slight change to uh, normal proceedings, we are, as as I don't know if it made the cut for the last show, but in our on-air production meeting, we decided for this month, this month's list challenge, That's we would try and do a Mills Brothers Trinity uh, Siege of Terror Defenders list. So we've whizzed round to Dave's house now that lockdown is uh, slightly more free, Graham burnt the rubber all the way, all 500 miles or however far it is. Yep. And we forced Dave to, we've pinned him to the the kitchen (laughs) and uh, books are at hand and we're away trying to work out how the hell we're going to defend terror between the three of us against the terrible onslaught that Mr. Robert and Mr. Michael will uh, undoubtedly try and uh, bring down upon us. Which, um, yeah, I mean, this this is going to go one of two ways. We're not sure which one it's going to be, but we're we're <laughs> unfailingly confident in our uh, uh, abilities. Uh, sure. um, so, so, yeah, so, so yeah, so just quickly, hello, David. Hello. Nice for you to let us in, Dave. Yeah, I know it's well, you know, you're you're my brothers. <laughs> I, I was a bit a... suspicious when I heard the little eye hole bit open, and yes, yes, you yes. sort of, I heard a lot of shh. It's them from the back of the, uh, from behind the door. But oh, is that what it was? I did wonder why everyone was hiding behind the sofa when I looked in the window. It was, it was one of the <laughs> lights suddenly went out. Yes. Yeah, it's like, that was weird. Is there a problem with electric, Dave? Let's hope it doesn't yeah, cut yeah, while we're recording. Yeah, I hope not. I hope not. No, no. It's been a few <laughs> bits now and again when the, the electricity just suddenly goes off and it magically goes and off. They're and not we, in. They're not in. And we're magically not in. Not in. Well, there you go. Anyway, so Chris, you are, you've been reading the books. Say what, Dave? We were supposed to read books. That's, no, I, no I, that's it's, it's always optional reading in my <laughs> book. So <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't know. It's an optional book. Yes, um, but Chris has read the books. I've just okay. got a rough idea of who was there, but even then it's a little bit 50-50. So give us the rough. We kind of said that we would We would obviously, we're going to be the defenders of terror or we are. army we're, lists we're the good guys. from there. So yeah. So what's the what we, what options do we have? So what we've got to what we've got to pick from, and there are going to be people shouting at me because there's going to be the things that I miss off this list. Okay. Obviously, Imperial Fists, of course. Obviously, Blood Angels, of course. Obviously, White Scars, the big the big three, synonymous with the Siege of Terror. Yes. Um, we have some Salamanders. Do we? I was surprised. I obviously yeah. not read the books. I must admit, I didn't really give a lot of thoughts to where the salamanders ended up. So they were there as well. There are some salamanders on Terra, yeah, absolutely. Okay, not in like massive numbers, no. like the, the Blood Angels. Yeah, no, no, not they're not okay. in Legion Force. About like three, the, I think. Okay, there's more than three. There's more than, there's more than three. All right. Okay. Uh, there's some space wolves <laughs> kicking about still. A few Is of them. There? A few of them. Yeah. Left. Okay. A few of them kicking around. They haven't all uh, disappeared off with. Mr. Mr. Russ to go and, you know, avoid the fighting. Yeah, and sort of hoof around the galaxy doing whatever yeah. they did to avoid S- having Sulking, a mostly. Mostly <laughs> sulking. Um, 
so that's everything what else do we have we have got I'm trying to find the list though. I'd, uh, I'd I jump it down the other yeah so we'll have yeah Mechanicum Solar Sunset, Ops Militia Sunset. yeah there'll be Knights there's obviously uh, Titans as well Oof, big money yeah, if we're going if we're going we're going uh, balls to the wall yeah absolutely um, balls to the, the, the siege of terror walls yes I, exactly uh, so um, but we've only got four and a half thousand points between us yeah, so, so that's, that's tricksy, isn't it? Because you know, otherwise this could be a a, a, a crazy venture. Yeah, so you could we, put another knot at the end of that, and it would still yeah. <laughs> it would still be probably less than we need. So between us, do it within the confines of a of yeah. a normal, a reasonably normal um, game of forty k. So we're, we're limiting ourselves in regards to what we can choose from, and we're going to still limit ourselves working within the confines and the rules of heresy so we can't go crazy 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 everything but a bit of everything we've got to make mm. sort of got to make some sensible, some sensible decisions so yeah i suggested is... to the other side that we have a uh use a mission for this abstract submission for this similar to the one we used for the uh for that militia defense list you know so they have to get into a defense into our deployment zones or into a zone or grab objectives we have to stop them yeah. That kind of thing. I think that's a, a normal kind of attacker and defender thing, right? Yeah. Makes sense. Cool. Works for me. Cool. So first things first, I suppose, or second thing, second even. Um, what do we think the other two are going to pull out? So what choices are they going to have? They've got Iron Warriors, obviously. <laughs> well, they basically have everything. <laughs> okay. uh, you know, there's they've got Mechanicum, <laughs> Titans, yep, of course. Knights, yep. Yep. Uh, Militia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Solar Ox, and then Sons of Horus, Emperor's Children, World Eaters, uh, your Cappies, um, Death Guard, Night Lords, Death Guard, Thousand Sons, Word Bearers. Ooh. Yeah, basically so all the basically every, everything you want is <laughs> they can choose from. We're somewhat limited in our ability to defend. So, but, who do you we know, think's going to go? Sorry, Rob will bring the same thing that he always brings, which is you know four and a half thousand points of Spartans, and you know power, <laughs> they've got, power they've game got, goes inside. Yeah, they've got two thousand. Oh, well, one assumes that they're going to do an e- e- equal split between the two of them, so they've got four and a half thousand points as well. Yeah. So there'll be potentially one would assume two two thousand two hundred fifty point armies that we're facing. Reasonable assumption, yeah. Unless Mister B, you know, does something else. Wild, wild card Bottrell. Wild card Bottrell. <laughs> Who knows what it's going to do? So where do we think they're going to jump? So they've obviously got the full gamut of um, things to choose from. What do you think they're going to go for? I think Mr. B, I think he's going to go Death Guard. I, I was thinking that, but he does love a word bearer. That is the only... That is a slight wrinkle in my plans, but yeah. Those those Galvall back and some psychic nonsense. Especially with Rob whispering as in his ear like uh <laughs> like worm <laughs> <laughs> It's like Mr. B being Theoden and Rob being yeah. Grimer Wormtongue, you know. Yeah. Just yeah. like, oh my lord, what about maybe you take a thousand points and I'll take four thousand points. Yeah, I will I, turn up and dis- yeah. dispel the evil at some point. Like, yeah. <laughs> you have no power here. Okay. <laughs> they so, put off his great coat and reveal a lovely uh, Daz white under 
undershirt to uh, expel the <laughs> demon of Robin and Mr. B. Oh, magnificent. That would be, we need to kind of Photoshop that, I think. Definitely something, something to do there. Anyway, so we think that Mr. B is probably going to jump to his, his defaults, Death Guard and or Word Bearers. Don't yeah. think he's going to go much outside of that. Is he going to left field us with something Night Lords or something? Just don't see it. I don't see Night Lords. I mean, possibly some, possibly Thousand Sons. He hasn't showed any predilections in that area before, but again, we have the raw facts. Exactly. You see, this is it. It's, It's. Power behind the throne, you see. That's what, <laughs> what concerns me. Think, the thing is, though, Mr. B is perfectly capable of writing a devastatingly good list on paper. Yeah, yeah. When he gets to play it, that's a, probably a different matter. But when it comes to actually writing lists, he's no slouch. I mean, so we can't the, completely... He, he, he rocked up with a, a fully tanked up law guard and forgot they had concussive for two days. That's true. That's true. So, yeah, so I think, you know, so there's there's he has the ability to surprise and to, you know, go the go the extra mile if he needs to. So delight and surprise in equal measure. Yes. So let's let's assume it's going to be one of those two. We'll have to make an assumption. Let's go with that. What about Rob power behind the throne? Ing? What do you think? Well, world leaders in Spartans, the, the, the man's, you know. So that is I must admit that is where I was leaning. That that's possibly what's the most wolf-like army you can think of, <laughs> <laughs> and how many Spartans can I put in? So you think that he's going to go Spartan Central? Is is but Robert on. has a history with another traitor legion? He does have some dabblings does of have the Alpha Legion, doesn't Alpha he? Alpha Legion, exactly. That would be a wild card. Duplicitous nature, you know. Do you think that he thinks that we think? That he's going to go, oh, God. <laughs> going to go world eaters, but actually he went for Alpha Legion to surprise us, you know, with their shenanigans. We, we made Saboteur and all that nonsense. You know, all the infiltrate and outflanking and all of that malarkey. So possibly something to guard against. Anyway, we need to obviously beat them into into the, the soil of terror because, you know, the fate of terror is at stake here. So anybody got any ideas which way they want to jump with this? So I know, Dave, you're very much in the Dark Angels camp and not huge amount of exposure to other legions because obviously you don't play that as frequently no, as, as maybe not at side. all. Not in 30k. I no, but is there any of those that out of those, anything that you think if you had uh, somebody to magically give you an army, do you, which one of those would you would, would, would appeal the most, do you think? But what type of army, rather than the Legion itself, would you want to... So we need to stop these. We're probably going to get things like Big Spartans or maybe maybe a a super heavy in there. I expect Rob might try and throw one in, though with 2,250, somewhat limited. Um, But yeah, what sort of thing would appeal here for you, Dave? Would you... Are you... Because obviously Chris and I are kind of the polar opposite. It'd be interesting whether you are the, have a little bit of a, a hybrid, the kind of the perfect, the, the perfect balance warrior. of the force. The balance. <laughs> <laughs> You're here to bring balance to the force. Um, no, I'm not. And that means you would turn to, no. Uh, anyway. That's all what happened. Ray turned, ended up doing it. So it's fine. Yeah. It works out. Chris, probably close combat orientated, likes to Yeah, but you say that, but. Okay. Imperial Fist player. 
that is also true. And mali- and malicious. And you're a world eaters player, so we're not quite. Although we, we have our uh, yeah, we have a default, I suppose. Our predilections. Like, we are uh, a bit of everything. Totally. So, Dave, what sort of what sort of thing would you want to do in this? Would you be looking to shoot the living bejesus out of people, or would you be more about getting up front and having a bit of a tickle? I would probably be the best form of defense is offense, so I probably would be yeah out, out the door, <laughs> out the door, straight Boots down the out in there. Get out the motor, bring the shooter. Oh, oh I did forget. Give uh, it I forgot about the list earlier. Talons of the Emperor as well, of course. Oh, yeah, should have been first on my list, but we forgot that. Weren't they? Oh, so how does it how does it work in terms of the? Because obviously they were all in the webway. Sort of anymore. They're not. So it was a. So the the actual siege wasn't happening simultaneously to that. It was like siege happens after that. Got shut down by they cocked that out. Uh, Yeah, that's all been cocked up. Yeah, as they eloquently phrases it. Um, The emperor (laughs) is on the court. Huge beating, didn't they? Oh yeah. yeah. Your boys took a huge beating tonight. (laughs) <laughs> they're, they're like Premier League club owners. They are. They yes. got absolutely smashed. <laughs> oh, um, I know, right? I was thinking about uh, doing, you know, that thing. Do you remember the, this is very tangential. Dave might remember the Norwegian commentator when they, the first time they beat England. Yeah. I, I would imagine <laughs> that they're sort of <laughs> doing that, you know, Rogel Dawn, <laughs> the Emperor of Manga, your boys took a hell of a beating. You I know, think like, it's probably out there. I think it's probably out there. <laughs> Anyway, look it up. It's very funny. Uh, and also about 40 years old, I expect. Anyway. Uh, yeah, um, 1981. So, yeah, 40 <laughs> years old. Truth, yeah. that's really terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he kind of listed all the famous English people, didn't he? And just said... Uh, <laughs> 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 Lord Nelson! Lord it's even up to date in 1981. Absolute classic. Absolute classic. So, yeah, imagine that. Siege of Terror. Um, or at least the, the webway bit. It didn't quite yeah. work out. But, in the I mean, end, but... Yeah. It's, yeah. Bear in mind, not a, lot, not a lot of people know about the war in the webway. Dawn, That's for true. instance. Yeah. The others don't really know about it. But yeah, it's our business to make sure that doesn't happen. So, yeah. Dave, you, you're thinking about something out for, out the door. As soon as the battle starts, you're there, head on, eyes of the, looking them, looking them the whites of the eyes. Don't like it up them, that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, if you could, you know, throw a few massive shells first, and then just bundle out behind them, and then, yeah, you know, them. proper proper World War One tactics. You know, I'm with you. So like a, a artillery barrage, oh, yeah, creeping just... barrage, and then behind them you got your screaming hordes of death dealers. That's it. That'll do me. Nice, nice. Okay, cool. It's perf- perfectly doable as well. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So. What about what about you, Chris? Where where is your thinking? I weirdly in this in 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 this mirror universe that we appear to be occupying, (laughs) I'm 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 more of a pragmatic. uh, I'm a I'm a half and half uh, kind of situation. I think we can uh, arrange some some good heavy medium to long range firepower, 
and then back it up with you know three or four very tough golden armored combat units (laughs) lovely so that's the plan that would be your plan so i was thinking of the solar actually that was kind of where i was leaning not unsurprisingly because it means i can have the most tanks but also in a little bit of chicanery i could take them as an allied detachment to one of your guys' main detachments, providing your rights of war allow for other detachments, if you're taking any. So that's what I was thinking, right? So that means I don't have a huge tax on things like troops and HQ, although I need one HQ and one troop. Yeah. But with the solar, the, not only does the heavy support have a squadron of tanks, but the fast attack does as well. So I thought, wow, there's a potential here to chuck six tanks in. Could so, be useful. There's a couple of so there's a couple of ways we could do this. Okay. There is the, the we have fifteen hundred points each. Yep. Or there is the the, the, the alternative uh, that I, I suggested yesterday when we had a, a brief thirty second messenger chat about this, which would be for us to just combine and do one big shattered legion list with okay. a, an allied detachment, because that right. way we get the best of all the because we can have three HQs. So we can represent with three legions, but it yep. acts as one body, as opposed to having to worry about four sorg charts and how each of us having two troop choices and stuff like that. Nice. I like I like the sound of that. So that so is a cracking good. idea. So we'd have one army, fundamentally, yep. which would be a shattered legion, which would make sense, right? Siege of Terror, things are getting knocked about. Like we said, there's yeah, and, odds and sods of different legions there. And, and I, I think the Shattered Legion thing is more, although the title is there, I, I, I think it should be more um, combined Legion as opposed to Shattered Legion. Yeah, I see what it's you mean. Kind of, yeah, but we could use the Shattered Legion rules to replicate that, couldn't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's in book six, which I sold. <laughs> <laughs> luckily, luckily, I have six to hand. So... Uh, if I remember rightly, that requires uh, you have to have. Is it Raven Guard or do you have to have a particular unit? I can't remember. If you've got the thing to hand, that'd be awesome, mate. I do have some, some things to hand. Right, Shadow Legion Force must yes. chosen Space Marines Crusade Army List. Yeah. Unlike a conventional Legion Astartes Force, the primary detachment in a Shattered Legion Army may and in fact must include units of different versions of the Legion Astartes Special Rule which we're going to probably want, mm-hmm. uh, must contain elements of at least two different legions. Um, in order to take any choices from a specific legion, the force must contain a praetor or centurion um, from the same legion, and each character must be taken from a different legion. So, you know, if you want some Dawnbreakers, get a Blood Angel chappy in there. Yep. If you want some the fire horrible drakes. fire drakes in there, yeah. Uh, do do right. Plan, Even though vehicles like and some units in the Astartes Crusade list do not have the Legion Astartes special rule, it should be made obvious from their paint schemes which legion they belong to. Well, that's fine. It doesn't really apply in this situation. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's never going to hit the board. We can't take a Primarch. Makes sense. But that does. I mean, they're busy doing stuff. So yeah. um, we're going to uh, we're going to take on the the premise that we're sort of not in the not in one of the key areas but you know can you take need... special characters i mean i know there's always a bit yeah of a... there's um there is oh where was it 
Shattered Legion special characters. There's a whole paragraph about it, in fact. Okay, cool. When putting together a Shattered Legion army list, it should be noted that it's possible to use special characters as long as they have the requisite version of the Legion of Starty special rule. Marvellous. Um, so you can't take a Primarch. Do, do, do. Uh, uh, but yeah, you can. Um, yeah, basically, yes, is the short answer. Got you. Oh, I like it. So that effectively could mean we could try and do a single four and a half thousand point army. Yeah, but if you wanted to have um, an allied detachment of any of anything that's not Space Marines, I mean, four and a half thousand does give us a little bit of leeway in that. So I'm not I'm not welded to the idea of having the solar in there. Um, let's should we give it a go and see what we kind of come up with? So we need to encompass some things. So for the three of us to kind of be balanced, let's put it that way, Dave. We need to make sure that we've got some some bolt-hard close combat units because Dave's going to be doing those. Chris, you want to do a balance of both, so you may want to have some shooting. You also want to get involved, and yeah. I'm quite happy doing the doing the shooty thing. But you know, if we're getting into the world of fire drakes, I'm always always partial to a little nibble with them. <laughs> always, always happy. <laughs> yeah, we'll just put all the big Terminator units down. You know, we'll just we'll be those people. We could be um, those people, couldn't we? Okay. okay so what do we want to do so let's have a look at which legions do we want to pick from first of all so we need to do well we can we've do got three, three choices it, <laughs> we got three. okay yeah well no we, well we can only have three hq of course yes 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 so we've only got so we can have three legions we've got to have a minimum of two legions let's go uh, for, should we go for three to make it a little bit more phoebe so yep. there's one one per, per thing so which would be the best suited for dave so up close and personal i'm thinking Maybe Blood Angels would be the obvious choice, but what Blood about White Scars with the with the bikes? But uh, do, do, do. Blood Angels do get the uh, jump packs. Bear in mind that is but true. They wouldn't get the deep because we're we're basically self self uh, limiting in ways. So um, you know, yeah, but the, no, the deep, no strike deep striking. Them, no... Well, it, it could be them jumping off the wall. So that's a good point. Yeah. And, uh, there are kind of ways around that, but no kind of orbital yep. nonsense. Uh, let me find where's my book eight gone. Whatever. Are you with us so far, Dave? Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's mulling over his mulling over. as he's thinking uh, how many how many paragon blades and uh, <laughs> whatever the horrible other sword is can I fit into one list? And yeah. the answer is never enough. Never. Uh, Right. Okay. So let's. I'll just go through the the Blood Angels because um, I've got it in front of mm-hmm. me. So this is what the, the the Blood Angels get for being Blood Angels. Yep. Uh, Incoming Fury is the main one. When fighting an assault and using a melee type weapon, any model with the Legia Starty's special rule requires one lower result to wound than they would normally to a minimum of two plus. Nice. This effect applies regardless of the weapon they're using. So pretty useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, they must always make swooping advances and may not voluntarily go to ground. Uh, they cannot have more vehicles than troops in their army. Well, I think the chances of that are, are, are fairly, Pretty fairly. So that's that's what they get for being. Um, and those blood-aged. apply the same in the Shadow Legion. They kind yep. of get that Legion style as well. Doesn't okay. um, doesn't get negated. Okay, cool. So um, that's. Then let me just quickly find the. So how does that sound, Dave? How do we think about being able to wound at a, a oh, yeah, slightly yeah. better? Uh... 
Yeah, so you'd be wounding on threes rather than four against normal Marines going against mm-hmm. normal Marines, which is pretty handy. It's like being strength five. Yeah, yeah, that's quite cool. I've, I've, it's similar to the, the Dark Angels have got a similar thing to that as well, I think. They do, yeah. They absolutely that's do. Uh, hit on a three, I think. Yes. Uh, right, so the, the the White Scars, let's have a look. White Scars, so swift action. Uh, any turn in which a unit with this special rule ends the movement phase at least six or 12 inches in the case of unit. A uh, case of a jet bike or bike type from the point where they began the phase, it may until the beginning of the controlling player's next turn re-roll failed to wound rolls of a one with all attacks. <laughs> so useful, but it's only rolls of a one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. if you're wounding normally on fours, I suppose you'd be you know, yeah you would be. Yeah, I guess it just means you use slightly better odds. What about yeah. all the kind of crazy bikey stuff? Crazy bikey stuff. Don't they get like um, plus one to their jink rolls or something? So, uh, born in the saddle, all models with the Legion Starties white scar special rule, uh, and the bike will have the they have the skilled rider special rule basically. Yes. Um, do 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 do. Can't nice. select more heavy support choices. Uh, an army whose warlord has the society's white scar special rule uh, may add plus one to the seized initiative as well as the first resolve, reserve roll of each turn. Right. That's for free, is it? Wow. That's quite good. Some good rules there, isn't there? Yeah, they're not the the book That's eight helped. guys are not and they're not slouches. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So those uh, are probably, I suppose. Ones, both of those, we'd, you'd probably be looking at, you know, either using jump packs or jet bikes, probably. Jet bikes are a bit pricey, but they do the job and they get you where you're going and you get a super jink save. Hmm. Tempting. It's the thing, you've got assault squads that you could take. Yeah. Uh, Lange has got the Dawnbreakers, um, which are the two up. Uh, two plus armored chaps with the spears and things. Oh, yeah, they are. We can take the special rule, special uh, units because we've got a chat with the yeah. an HQ with that. So, um, what's your, what are your most so would would the bikes be more like the dark angels that you've got currently, Dave, or with the the kind of assault troops? Um, it doesn't really matter because I mean, basically, dark angels can do all of it. Yeah, I see what you mean. They are pretty. They are quite versatile in that regard. Okay, so it's it's kind of dealer's choice here, Dave. If you want to go, so traditionally the um, Dark Angels, no, sorry, Blood Angels would you, we would you would kind of try and bump them in with assault squads, wouldn't you? That would be the default. And assault squads are just normal troops, aren't they? They're not support yep. squads or anything like that. So you no, take, they are. Take, yeah, so we could take those as a compulsory troop choice, couldn't we? Thinking about it. Uh, do, 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 I'm just going to double check. Yeah, probably. I'm just going to double check if there are requirements for having units from that thing. Just bear with me one second. Uh, do, 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 do. Nope, should all be good. Yeah. So we could take them as our compulsory troop choices. Because they are a pretty damn fine troop choice. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking that maybe, maybe, might be a bit cheeky, but it would troll the Limbages out of Rob. <laughs> would be 
would be to use Grey Slayers and have a Space Marine HQ, but I don't think you can do it because don't they have to take a minimum of two or some weirdness? There's some weirdness, isn't there, with their HQs? It's too confusing for my point. Oh, the, the, the Space Wolves are, yeah, yeah. They're, they're a whole okay. bundle of madness. Yeah, yeah, okay. That would have been quite funny, but let's 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 take that one off the off the off the menu. Okay. We so, you know we've got we've got six um, troop choices, so there are yeah. plenty of options. You know, for uh, other other things to get thrown in the in the mix. What about um, in terms of defence? What about the Imperial Fists? <clears throat> they seem well, pretty sound. I mean, those Terminators are pretty handy with the Storm Shields. Terminators, Storm Shields, Phalanx Warders, um, really useful as an elite's choice, or you know, very very useful. Um, just trying to think. Las cannons with a tank hunter. Oh yeah, you know how much uh, how much we love to pop a, a Spartan with that. Yeah, um, that is a good choice actually. And it's their bolt. Is it the, they're the ones with the bolt of mastery? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, re. Uh, okay. Oh, I can't remember how. The, I can't remember. How yeah, I know. It's been I know. So long I mean. since I've. Uh, okay, so how does how does this grab you then? So Imperial fists. Because you're right, I think they'd be pretty handy in anti-tank business. You know that heavy support squad is pretty devastating. They're a bit, they're like they're a equivalent of Iron Havocs, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just a normal heavy support squad, but because they're Imperial fists, they get tank hunter. Um, they get tank hunter. Yeah, very good. Um, Blood Angels, I think, for theme and coolness. Yep. And then the, the third choice. What about you, Chris? Did you, did you have your eye on anything? Um, just trying to think. I'm trying to think about things that. What are? Is it pyroclast squads? Yeah, they're a bit meh. I think in Salamanders because yeah. they 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 they're pretty damn fine. But um, I think as a, as armor, a yeah. the, they're just normal flamers. I mean, they you get plus one strength because they're um. Salamanders, of course, um, but I think they work better with a right of war, which you probably can't take in a in a Shadow Legion. So I don't know. You can't it's... take rights of war. Okay, but, all right. Yeah. Got the warlords. Got to be one of them. I see. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, the thing is, the thing with flamers is they're yeah. a good anti-assault choice. Wall of Death is an absolute pain in the bum. You're not wrong. So, so yeah. Salamanders, maybe that would give us. That would also give us some um, pretty good uh, upgrades. You know, things like Melter, Flamers, Fusion Pistols coming. I oh, know you get them in Dark Angels anyway, don't you? Blood Angels get those, yeah. Blood Angels, rather. Sorry. So, yeah, they might be, and that would also unlock, of course, the magical fire drakes, which we know, you know, can can go toe to toe with most things because they might throw Primarchs at us and in close combat. That might be Angron. So, if you don't get a chance to shoot I mean, the little bejesus out of him, best case it's Angron. Worst case it's Horus. Oh, yeah, that's a very good point too. <laughs> there's a, there's so I think line. okay. So should we should we go with that? Does that work for everybody? Salamanders. Yeah. Imperial fists. Yeah. And blood angels. Works for me. I would. Oh. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna be. I think if we're gonna. 
having an allied detachment of talons wouldn't be a bad thing. And I don't just mean because uh-huh. of the 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 aura my armor of the custodies <laughs> because a if you want an army that's going to hold a line it's going to be them but also uh mr dan's favorite uh section of that book the sisters of silence something we haven't considered they might throw at us demons exactly I was just thinking that because that <laughs> that would be, that would be a pretty damn evil left field approach, four, which means it's four and right a half up, thousand points of demons of the ruin storm. That's right up fun. Rob's Rob's street, isn't it? Let's be that honest. Is, yeah. That is that is absolutely Rob's. Uh... Oh, we have to second guess to tailor our list. Do you know what? That is a great idea. Mm, but we're going to need to put some big points into that to make it worth. Well, not if it, well. not if we're just using Sisters of Silence. They are cheap. But I was thinking, actually, the point that you made, which 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 won me over there, was we don't have to get the talons anywhere, right? So we don't have to get those fantastically hard golden boys to assault. They just need to wait to be assaulted. Yeah, just which let means them stand that they, they become bolt hard, which means yeah. <laughs> that's a very attractive proposition. So I suppose is the question is, would they be doubling up on something we've already got? So maybe drop one of the legions and have talents. I don't. Uh, so maybe I take think... two HQ, two legions and talents to give them enough points to be super effective against, you know, so we can have a mix of Sisters of Silence for all the demon shenanigan, plus some real rock hard, you know, three wounds. It, it, this two this plus... pains, me to, pains me to say it. Go on. But I think we can get by with close combat units in the legions. Fair play. If that makes sense. Yes. And I, I need to have a lie down for about 25 <laughs> minutes now <laughs> after saying that. Cause You're going to have to write, is... light, light some incense in your shrine to Valdor and I have beg just, forgiveness. I, I have just uh, <laughs> blown the picture a little kiss just to, you know, just to try and make things good between us again. But yeah, I think... Enough. For a tactical point of view, they're not the Sisters of Silence are not a bad trick to have up your sleeve. And do you know what? We can run Sisters of Silence and we can still stick Valdor in. So, because that that man knows how to kill ship. Three hundred points of not having to get where he needs to get to, and can just take whatever. <laughs> now he could go toe to toe with a Primarch. I think we decided. He's he's pretty close. He's, he can do on a good day with the wind behind him and a sufficient support squad. <laughs> And yeah, and yeah, but he can't really roll with a sports squad because. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what do we think? So I think that's a cracking idea. I think I overlooked the demons thing, like Dave says there. That that's something that we hadn't thought about, and that's a that could be a that could put a real dent in our day. Because if they just start spawning the living bejesus out of stuff next to us, and they perfectly could do that in the context of the the battle that yeah. we're kind of reenacting. Could could be devastating. Do they recycle the troops? No, thankfully not. Thankfully not. No, but they, they, um, didn't they in 40k? Didn't they? Yeah, yeah, I think in 40k yeah. you could. Yeah, I don't know what the um, was. A way, a way back now. But yeah, yeah, if you if you I think it was if you rolled um, like a double six for yeah. a morale yeah. check, you got the unit back again rather than them legging it or something. It was that kind of rule. It was a double one or 
there are anyway. some things that they can do on the table where they can get wounds back and stuff or yeah. bring walls back on, but they can't bring whole units back on. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, See, it's I, not... Um, I wonder if they would try our kind of tactic of softening us up first with the demons, one that in turns one and two when they're bolt hard, uh, and then have, you know, the legion following on behind. That would be a good tactic to use against us, wouldn't it? Yeah. And they could put some big numbers down as well. Yeah, big, I mean, serious numbers. And then if you have demons with a fairly... Well, you don't even need to have a rock-hard assault army behind it. No. You know, because the demons will do all the punishing work. So the the little round summony holes... Yeah. Is it 18 away from the nearest enemy? I think it's... Uh, Sorry, is it 24? Ask me that question. Sorry, man. No, that's all right. Don't worry. Uh, Let me just... Because uh, I'm trying to think whether we can get that pushed back with something like uh, augury scanners, for example. I think that does prevent infiltrates, but if it stops these, because otherwise we could have turn two. Bother. We, we could have a whole horde of you know, blooming zombies, zombie horde on our what, doorstep. What, what's going to happen is okay. There's, there's just one thing that we need to make perfectly clear. This recording cannot go to Michael and Rob. Until no. after we have recorded. 100%. This is going in a special secret vault on the internet that only the three of us can unlock by <laughs> stating our special I'm code not, word that we I'm use. When we're in an emergency and I come to your house, I say this word, no questions asked. We know what we, we, we get the bags and we, you know, we get the hell out of Dodge. That's that's I'm the rule. Done. That's what we've got. Had it for <laughs> years. You know, we live in difficult times. The three of us are all very keen preppers. We've got bunkers all over the country. Um, yeah. And that's the sort of thing we do. So. I've, I've buried gold for years, just in case. Just exactly, anyway. and that's that's why you know we, we made you date that job, Chris, for that very <laughs> yeah, reason, so that we could convert of all of our, our our available cash into gold very quickly without any uh, yeah. <laughs> HMRC knowing. Of course, they're going to look at this podcast now. But um... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, uh, let me just have a quick look. <laughs> we don't really, folks. Just honestly, I know you're going to say, "Yeah, but you would say that, wouldn't you, Graham?" Really, we haven't. Yeah, okay, I, can, have. I confirm we don't do that. For, I think. <laughs> they don't. Uh, right, <laughs> twelve inches away from an enemy unit. Flipping heck! And any other warproof marker or objective, and it's going to be right. six inches away from a table edge. Cannot be placed in difficult terrain, impassable terrain, dangerous terrain, or inside a building or fortification. Once deployed, no enemy unit may be placed within 12 inches of one of these templates during the deployment or infiltrators or other units that deploy outside of the normal order. So they're little 12-inch bubbles of headache. And they can be within 12 inches of a... I suppose you probably wouldn't want to put them there so that you don't get charged... First turn they come out, you, you want us to turn two charge, don't you? There is a, there is always the wild card of the tarantula. Well, yeah, I was just trying to think whether, I mean, we uh, could use a lot well, of interceptor. Or we, we, we may be, okay, so we're, we're settled on our, on the legions we're going to use before we get into what troop units we're going to choose, what, what units okay, we're going to yeah. take. <clears throat> because I think we, if we, otherwise we're going to be, yeah, we're uh, right. Jeremy Beremy for those that have watched a good place. <laughs> Uh, that's what this will end up being like. Yeah. <clears throat> so we are going to take Sisters of Silence as uh, Talons of the Emperor as an allied detachment. Yep. With 
Salamanders, Blood Angels, and Imperial Fists as our primary detachment. Okay, cool. So before we get to HQs, so I'm going to be building this on uh, a battle scribe as we do it. So. Yeah. Flip it, we can do it live. Okay, so I suppose there's a couple of things. Which units from those three would we like to see in the mix? So we've already talked about uh, one heavy support choice being the um, Imperial Fists, Imperial Fists, ten man Lasgallon squad with Tank Hunter. Yeah, at least at least one of those, at least one. Yep. Okay. And in terms of uh, assault squads, are we going down the? Was it Dawnbreakers? Yeah, I mean they are an elite choice. That are, uh, yep. the only way they can be a troop choice is if the big guys on the table and we can't take them. So. Yeah. Um. So, they, so yeah, normal normal how, normal how assault they, squads. Yeah. Do you, do you rate do you rate them, Chris? Have, well, they, really. have they done the business for you, or are they an expensive luxury? We, we, we kind of Dawnbreakers. Yeah, are they always come? <coughs> These are the ones with the assault cannons, aren't they? No, that's the Angels' oh. Tears. Okay, Dawnbreakers are the ones with the spears uh, that are painted in my army are painted gold, so they're kind of like okay, yeah. standard sanguinary guard. Yeah, um, I, I think they're pretty useful. Uh, okay. Those spears are uh, it's it's a spear, and I love a spear. So um, there is that. So that is, is that the spear that is AP two on the charge or it is indeed charge? yeah okay yeah and bear in mind that they're always hitting at one uh, wounding on one less than they need yeah so um yeah I they think I think they're pretty useful go into a, a squad of terminators so Sanguinary Guard is a is a tick and so is a heavy support squad from the Imperial Fists what about um. What other one. So, what else from the Imperial Fist? You mentioned a Phalanx Warlord squad. That's like a Breacher squad, isn't it? Yeah, it's very similar to a Breacher squad. Um, is, it they, similar, is it elite as well, or is it? They is it, are an elite, but uh, is there, I can't think. They, they, did they get an up? They got an uplift, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They're, they're cheaper now and they're better than they were. Yeah. Um, but they are still. Actually, I think they're a fast attack choice. Uh, God, the old brains. Let me. I didn't have a lead. Actually, I've got the lead. Oh no, it's the wrong book, isn't it? I need the other book. Bear for a second, gentlemen. I shall go and get books. That's all right. So I've got them. I've got them all to hand. Oh, okay, cool. So well, don't worry. I'm just trying to. Um... You, you all right there, Dave? I'm fine, thank you. Cool beans. Uh, Phalanx wardens. There we go. Phalanx warders are a fast attack choice. For an Imperial's nice. fists, these are starting uh, army, yeah. So they've got boarding they shields. Boarding shields, bolt gun, bolt pistol, um, counter-attack, shield wall, <clears throat> can take a Proteus or a Phobos, uh, can or take power axes. Which is, yeah. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's the shield wall thing that's useful with them. Yeah. So, uh, Phalanx Wars are renowned for their close order, disciplined defensive tactics, shielding their comrades from harm in the press of melee. To do, if unengaged unit with this special rule has at least three models remaining, it gains a bonus of plus one weapon skill in any turn in which the unit has been charged by the enemy. Friendly models and characters joining the squad also benefit from this special rule, uh, as long as there are three models with the shield wall special rule still alive. Nice. So a, so, good, a good squad to wrap somebody in. Yep. 
uh, the HQ. So Fight Water sounds like another good choice. Um, I'm trying to think what else we've got here. Uh, what about? Actually, now we we'll come on to those normal Terminators. I'm thinking of a squad of those in Tartarus with the Storm Shields because that's yeah. that's a great choice, I think, because they're fairly cheap. They haven't. Got, I mean, they're yeah, they're not a super, you know, amazing Terminator squad, but three plus Invon, and they can run. I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they're well, like they can all do all the tricks. Yeah, and they, they can, one of them can take an assault cannon, I believe. Uh, Imperial Fist ones can, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that seems like another potential. Uh, what about, so the other ones, what else have we got in there? Salamanders. What about anything else from the Blood Angels? <clears throat> Angels Tears with the assault cannons, as you said earlier, really useful. Um, yeah, I, like, I, like, I like the cut of their jib. Are they in elites as well? They are in Elite Choice, or are they? Yes, they are in Elite Choice. Okay. Yeah. Try to so take things over. What about, so from the Salamanders, there's the obvious choice. Yeah, the, the the big boys with the shields. The fire drakes. Expensive, but my word, you'd be hard pressed to, you know, those guys with chain fists, they're, they're a force to be reckoned with. Bang them in a Spartan, trouble comes your way, or, you know. So... Uh, Arguably yeah. the best Terminator unit in the game. There I is a, definitely on, a lot on any going. given day. Yeah, they um, also yeah. have the implacable advance as well, so they're scoring, which not necessarily applicable to this army because we all we need to do is to kill them um, and stop them getting into the deployment zone. These guys wouldn't necessarily. I mean, we wouldn't actually have to spend a fortune on transports because no, we don't. We, need, we just need to. to they that. need to come to us, right? Yep. So. That could be super interesting. So, fire drakes, definitely. So that's uh, we're kind of filling up the elites section there. So we've got the terminators from the imperial fist. We've got the fire drakes. And we've got the um, not the dawnbreakers. Yeah, the dawnbreakers. Dawnbreakers for the assault. Yeah, angels tears. They were also they elites as well. <clears> didn't <throat> find out. Sorry. They're elites. Yeah. So that would be our four elites. Seem good. Mm, sounds good to me. Yeah, lovely. So troops. Uh, what's the best troop choice? That, so there's nothing spectacular Salamanders troop-wise, unless maybe the Melter, but I'm just trying to think whether they get, they only get the twin-linked Melter with a right of war, so that's probably not so cool. Um, I think I'll have to have a look in a second. I'm yeah. thinking Assault Squad. I'm, I think that's a pretty good number. Out of the three, three legions there, you know, banging two assault squads we've already got a lot of terminators which are already going to be scoring if that was a big deal so just maybe paying the troop tax with two assault squads yeah yeah works for me two two sort of 15 man assault yes. squads um, you know you can give them all the all the toys can't you can't they take yeah. um heavy chain blades or something uh, I can't remember how you had yours tricked out or unpleasantly yeah, I mean, there's a whole raft of horrible things you can um, yeah. you can give them, give them inferno pistols on the sergeant for that extra bit of melter. Perfect. Um, yeah, no. Uh, this... The only thing I would suggest, I'm just trying to think. Okay, we need to have a think about how we can do the next bit. So the next thing to consider, if we go to heavy support, so we've got elites, fast attack. We've got the phalanx warder squad currently. I'm just going to yep. go and get the book, actually, just to refresh my memory. So, because I'm not sure if the... I don't think the pyro 
classed. I think they're in elites, but I don't think they're fast attack. Salamanders and fast attack doesn't really go together. Um, anybody else got any cool things on fast attack other than that? Uh, I said, I said, I tarantulas might be our. They might be useful. I'm just trying. We'll come back to that because I think there's a possibility there for sure. Um, particularly maybe even using the, the Hyperius air defense system because of those big flying demons. Because you, you can guarantee if he's got big demons, they're going to have wings, right? Yeah. Um, so that might be a useful thing rather than maybe. There are, actually, there's a, there aren't that many units that can take wings in okay. Storm, So it's not right. too. It's not like. Um, Everyone can take them if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's just that I know that some of the big ones, like Demon Prince equivalents. Oh, yeah. The the bigger guys can. Yeah, but yeah, you've got to pay at. pay plenty for it. Coming at you, Cleopatra. So let's come. Let's let's list potential for the tarantulas. You know, defense platform. I think we're going to need some kind of volume of fire unless we are confident that we could take a charge of maybe two um, normal. Uh, demon, you know, whatever the minimum troop choice demon is. Well, in big numbers. Uh, Imperial Fist basic tactical squads. Right. And just bolter them off the board. The problem is they're, they're toughness five, aren't they? That's the only thing I was, you, I was thinking of. But it's just bodies of fire. Don't need to move. Do um, whatever it is. What's what that bolter drill do? Is it they get plus? Is it they reroll ones? Or I can't I can never they, remember. They're um, ballistic skill five basically when they shoot. Okay, yeah, gotcha. when they shoot bolters. Um, so I would, uh, yeah, a couple of twenty man bolter squads just behind a, an Aegis or whatever, and yeah. then do um, what's the rule where they can just go crazy with the bolt shells? Oh, and um, Fury of the Legion. Fear of the Legion, yeah. So just go through like a wall of death, basically. Yeah. A one yeah, shot. Yeah, plus one ballistic skill when using bolt guns, bolt pistols, heavy bolters, and yeah. quad heavy bolters. That's, that's another alternative, is to potentially get down the quad heavy bolter route, and that's like 18 shots, strength five heavy bolters. Yeah. Could be useful. You'd be hitting on twos as well with that special rule, and they're twin linked. But that would mean giving up one of the elite se- sections, and I think would be better with some bolt hard fellas there bear in mind also those angels tears is it yeah, they got assault yeah. cannons as well assault so, cannons, yeah. you know they they can kick out a few shots and they're rending on sixes if i remember rightly three shots each is it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so that's probably going to cover that the other thing i suppose is whether there's something we can do in the super heavy area potentially to put some volume of fire down but we'll come come back to that um so fast attack potentially for a tarantula platform for volume of fire, some heavy bolter ones, you know, forty points, whatever they are. Their bolt, their ballistic skill is pretty, pretty meh. But you know, you pay for what you get. Um, do we want a, a flyer, or do we want to just go, just to deny the airspace? If you see what I mean. So, do we want an anti-aircraft flyer to shoot, shoot whatever happens to come our way down, like storm eagles or whatever, or do we want to rely on ground forces to deal with that? What do you think, Dave? Um, it'd probably be cheaper for ground defence, wouldn't it, rather than a flyer? Yeah. The only thing I think is maybe it would mean taking up one of our heavy support shot slots, if you see what I mean. So yeah. maybe well, getting a lightning out there. 
or a Xiphon. Yeah, actually, Xiphon. They are quite pricey, aren't they? Uh, this is where you need right, just, 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 just so we so already. So before we get to um, uh, what we're going to have, so we're at about a thousand points already. Is that with big squads or just that's normal? that's that's not even with anything added on. That's just basic. Yeah. Uh, so it's probably near a fifteen hundred. Well, maybe yeah. For example, if you had ten man fire drake squad with chain fists. Yeah. And, I'm and going those as quick, shields. It's going to check going it as up. quick as I can. Yeah. No worries, dude. <laughs> so we're probably on to about two thousand, including the troops. Right. Let's be conservative, I suppose. Um. Because. I think we should maybe have a thousand points of talents, or do fifteen hundred would be better, Chris? <clears throat> Depends which way we're going to use them. Depends if we're, if we're going to use sisters purely um, as a strategic advantage. Yeah. Then a thousand points is fine. You could probably get away with less than that. Um, if you want to put uh, uh, some auramite in there, then you're mm. going to need that extra extra bit of. Um, Extra bit of moolah to spend. I don't know about you, but I would like to see some some gold on this because I think it would also give them pause for thought. You know, they they, they are a bit of a bullet magnet, and it might, without sounding low, like, sacrifice the talons. People may be drawn to deal with them first, where that yeah. may be a mistake that they make. So, you know, there's a lot of things to have to deal with here as it is, and it's going to be hard to do that target priority. The talons may be a, a great choice, and like I say, we don't have to put them in a transport. They can stay there and hold the line against yeah. anything that's non hordy if you see what I mean. So there's yeah. a, an elite squad or something like that, you know, not a massive 20-man blooming chain axe-wielding uh, assault squad um, from the World Eaters, but, you know, maybe your more evil type of uh, Terminator, Galvor back or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They'll, 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 they'll certainly hold their own for a, a turn at two, certainly. Okay, so we've got a thousand points to sp- left. Let's say let's call it a thousand, roughly speaking. Um, in my favourite section, of course, heavy support. So we've already said we're going to have a big last cannon squad to deal with the Spartans, which we think are inevitable. So with Tank Hunter strategically placing them so they can shoot them and go past the uh, flare shields, right? Yeah. Age's defence line, definitely. I think foolish, <laughs> foolish not to. Yeah, um, and. With the old uh, thing of me. Um, oh, ammo dump. Ammo dump. So that means your good guys are hitting on or re-rolling ones. I think they're re-rolling ones, and they're yeah. So that would be pretty useful. What about a? So I think we need some big, some big numbers in terms of shooting here. So I was thinking, do we want something terrifying to to scare them back with? So maybe free cheap indicators, for example. Um, because the, the strength 10 might give their demons pause for thought because they double them out. First um, yeah, we've kind of got to cut. I mean, strength 10 will bother everybody, regardless of demons or Astartes. Yeah, yeah true. Um, you know, we, 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 we've kind of got to be a bit. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm kind of getting fixated on one army here, which isn't, yeah. isn't true. Um, so we've got some long range shooting to do with Spartans. The strength 10 of maybe something like Vindicators. Three of those is 360 points at the top of my head. It's not a bad investment. If they're dug in, they're quite tricky. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then I guess the other thing is 
do we want what, what other things would tickle your fancy in this section for we've probably got about 500 points so we can either go for mm-hmm. a super heavy as well as and give us still give us 1500 points uh, or we try and find maybe something else to put in the heavy support section so right. arcus is always a favor of mine because it's a lot of shots pretty high strength and you can give it some anti-aircraft we know it's a good tank but that's just my own bias i i am um... I did have a, a, a thought as to how we could kind of get ourselves an extra heavy, a free extra heavy support s- slot, and that would be to take the console that can take uh, Mechanicum Castellax. Oh, right. It's like a, a, um, I can't what it's called. Pravian. Yeah, as one of the HQ choices. Take the Pravian. Pravian takes three Castellax with Darkfire Lances. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to be doubling, doubling down. But I, it's a good, it's a good solid choice. Like, I just wonder whether that might be a what we've already got with the heavy support squad. But that would be two squads, which is probably not a bad idea. Yeah, and keeps a keeps that heavy support slot available for um, something else if we need it. So, so what to maybe replace the the. Um, the Marines, the uh, Imperial Fish Marines. No, we, we we can still take, still have that, but it gives us another, it, it gives us another choice basically, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah I see what we're you mean. Getting, we're getting a heavy support slot in the troop in the HQ slot, basically. I'm with you. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that 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 rocks in for three of those. I know this off the top of my head because I've done it. Is roughly about 450 points. Yeah. So we would have spent a minimum of 100 anyway on the HQ. And bear in mind, we still got the HQs to put in here. Yeah. <laughs> so currently in heavy support, we've got a 10-man squad of last cannons, a Sakaran Arcus. It's a pretty good all-rounder. And maybe three Vindicators with the Demolisher Cannons. Short-range Death Demon. Short-range Death Demon. That's the, that's the way we roll. <laughs> so in heavy support, in HQ... We take a console Pravian with three Darkfire cannon-wielding Castellax. Yeah. Nice. So that only gives that only leaves us two more HQ slots to fill. So the Pravian can be from whatever Legion, right? I think there's no restrictions on that. No, it doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> Just so, trying to do some maths, trying to sort it all out. So. Yeah. Are there any special characters that spring to mind? Or do we want to go for a fully tricked up Salamander's console with Eternal Warrior? Sorry, um, Praetor with Eternal Warrior. Flipping useful. Uh, There is Sigismund. And he would make, you know, Sigismund was there, right? So there was no, you know, kind of, I was thinking about taking the special character from Salamander's, but he just wasn't there. So I don't think that would be, we could do it, but I'd rather not. So Sigismund sounds like a choice. He's not a slouch. No, he's not. By any stretch of the imagination, um, he'll, 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 yeah, he'll take some names. Sig, Sig, Sigmund is is in, which gives us one choice left. So, Dave, what sort of? So, let's assume that Dave is going to be master of assault here. What, Chris, in your experience, what would you be? Yeah, you haven't got Sanguinius, obviously. <laughs> what would you be? What would you be chucking into the mixer? Champion. Legion champion. Legion champion. Um, Jetpack. Unpleasant 
this all the all the all the tricks you can take yep. um dividing blade yep really you know go mess to up some, town yep. to, yeah exactly mess up some people that's not that's who i'd roll with okay so i think that's our army now whether it's going to fit no actually that's not that's the first part of the army that's all the space marines i think that's pretty handy right there's lots of different things in there lots of theme different choices people are going to have to make some tough choices just on the marines as to what to go for first you can deal with demons deal with flyers deal with close combat pretty good outflanking the only thing is i suppose we can do you know if your guys can take the you know the heavy support squad do you know, can they take an augury scanner the sergeant can i think yeah yeah so i think sergeant uh, i think i thought uh heavy support one always could I don't know if it's a sp- just for Iron Havocs, but I'll have a look. If it is, then that's another bonus for us. That would be very useful as well to try and stop some shenanigans in that department. But I think we're going to have to inevitably expect other outflanking or, or um, deep strikes. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Yeah. Okay. So what about the Talons thing? I've got absolutely zero idea what to do with these, to be honest with you, mate. So it's all down to you. <sighs> No, I know anything about talents, Graham. Why are you ignoring me? Sorry, Dave. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> it, it, as I said, it entirely depends what you want to do the, with them. Whether you want to go full-on uh, Auromite armoured, death-dealing, line-holding uh, rows to the wall... Or yeah. whether you want to just, or whether you want to go uh, tactical um, sneakiness with some sisters in there, purely just to sort of disrupt any potential uh, warp-based unpleasantness. Because it's not just the demons they affect; they affect other psychers yeah, as well. That is true. Um, so I think the talents, the the the, the anti-psychiness, anti-demonness, that's that's a definite. I think we're absolutely going to need that. And I don't know about you, Dave, but if I was going to look at this army, and I'm just thinking about what this army might look like on the table, I think having having some golden boys in there would look cool as. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're pretty rock hard, though, aren't they? They are. Strength five, toughness five, two wounds, uh, spears that are AP two on the charge. But uh, if they if they saw them, would they be going for them first? Would Bear in mind, Robin, Robin, Michael are both talents players as well. Uh, well then they go for them first, wouldn't they? So I think they probably would. Yeah. So but, you'd either there be, I guess there'd be bait then. That's right. Yeah, we could use that to our advantage to try and put them at a position where we kind of want their army to go for the rest of the army to sort of sweep in if they if they well, take the take the bait. All you got to do is put Valder on that table. And they'll go for him straight away because they know it will upset me. That's true. <laughs> Psychological that's true. warfare. Psychologically, that's what they would do. Mm. So, what would you what would you recommend, though, Cause, um, Chris? Because you're the you're the kind of guy here. I have no idea what to. So, probably a couple of squads of maybe two three squads of sisters of silence just to spread out across our line because they're also they're no slouches on their own in in combat they're not just purely um 
yep. headache tablets. Mm-hmm. They are, um, you know, they, they are pretty useful in combat. Uh, oh, there okay. are some bolt units as well. Um, we'd need to take a single HQ, wouldn't we? So, would yeah. be, you thinking of outdoor? I mean, I, I'll, yeah, I'm always thinking of outdoor. <laughs> but I mean, even, even a shield captain would be nice. Yeah, I mean. Double bolt. Yeah. We already talked about the fact that on paper, you know, shield captain with the solarite gauntlet, or whatever it is. Yeah. He's he's a he's a beast. Uh, he is. He is. Um Rules but cool. the uh, Apollonian spear, Apollo, uh, uh, yeah, Apollonian spear is pretty useful thing. Could get through most unpleasant things. Um instant death instant on death, yeah. On anything doesn't have to be doubled out so yeah you're right is that with that's that is that what Valdor's got is that that's what that yeah that's that's yeah. the spear yeah it's the isn't definitely on four plus or something crazy yeah four plus so they would be super so, useful against those big demons right because they don't yeah. have eternal warrior ah, but they do have their own they take d3 wounds <sighs> there is a way right there but each wound causes an, so bear in mind every four plus is instant death Yes. Every That's one it. of those four pluses is D three runes. Yeah. Yeah, they they would definitely go for that. So Valdor is the HQ. Let's go, let's go for it. let's be cool. Valdor is there. Um what the so just a normal sort of scissors of silence, whatever squad they're called? Yeah, there's uh got a couple of options. You can go swords or bolters. I think hmm, what do you th- so if demons are coming at us, do we want to shoot them? Or do we want to... Are they better at getting rid of them in close combat? Are they better at shooting them? Uh, or not matter? I'm just trying to think. The Vigilators or the prosec- Prosecutors. I'm just trying to think what their rules are. I'll just find the book quickly. No uh, just as a silence. I like that. I had it there. That's good. So Prosecutors... Uh, yeah, it's cadre. That's not what we want. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. crawl, terrans, grins. Because she's no slouch either, is she? She's not a slouch. She is, she is no slouch whatsoever. And you know, she was there. She could, she could be our HQ. Rather than Valdor. Rather than Valdor, if you wanted to go that route. Um, I think Valdor. Wins and rule of coolness to me. <laughs> uh, so prosecutor cadres, this is the um, the bolt guns. So they've all got bolt guns. Blizzard uh, four, weapon skill four, strength three, toughness three, one wound each, initiative four, one attack each. Um, but obviously they get the psychic stuff. The uh, vigilator cadre all have execution blades and have the same stat line. Okay. Uh, execution. Oh, they've got the death mark special rule. Uh, so death mark special rule for the prosecutors. After both sides are deployed, but before the game begins, if a detachment contains any sister science vigilator cadres, their controlling player must declare a single enemy infantry unit or independent character is carrying the death mark this game. All vigilator units in the detachment gain the preferred enemy special rule when attacking this unit or character. So nice. if you want them to pick somebody out, they're the ladies to do it. Yeah, that sounds cool. So we could do two Vigilator squads with the troop choices. How many yep. points are they apiece? Uh, 85. Oh, 
buttons hate me. But uh, yeah, they're, but buttons that's only, me. Uh, that's five for five of them. Five of them. So he may want to bump them up a bit. Yeah. So let's say one. So it'll be what one seventy for ten. I'm just roughly okay. speaking. So three forty. Yeah. Valdor is three hundred and points. Three hundred twenty-five points in this day and age. So that's six hundred. So that's two troops in the HQ, uh, and we've still got roughly speaking eleven hundred points to throw at this. Well, Ooh, I'm thinking Eltel. <laughs> well, there is Eltel, but there is always the Lord of War section. <laughs> Are you thinking and of... fortifications? Yeah, fortifications, of course. Well, we've got the uh, defense line, right? But we can um, go bigger. You're thinking a bunker. Of a bunker is not a bad choice, actually. But it's the thing we can create a bunker, right? And then you can have four barricades, but they still have to be within six of the bunker. So you kind of have a mini age of defense line and a bunker. You can do it that way, and you can put an ammo dump inside the bunker. So and but bear in mind only I think it's maybe eight can shoot out of a bunker, not the full ten. Uh, how how many points is one of those plasma annihilator turrets things? I think they're about two hundred odd, but I don't know if they're still uh, available in the in the book. Just aura. Um, what's the other? The big thing with the big cannon on the top. Oh the. Oh my god, the, the Lord of War fortification. Yeah, just you know, really, you know, represent the wall that we're trying to defend. I like where you're coming from. That is quite a pricey piece of kit, but yeah, uh, I can't remember what it's called now. Hold on, let me just grab the book. I, I want to say Firestorm Redoubt. No, that's the one with the two las cannons. The one you're thinking of is the, is the absolute monster with the macro cannon on it. Yeah, that that's the chappy. <laughs> That would give people pause for thought, wouldn't it? I'll teach them a <laughs> vengeance weapons battery. I want to say that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, that is an option as well, actually. So, uh, let, me, uh, let me put a light on so that I'm actually going to see what I'm doing. That's a good idea. Oh, I'm going to stop sort of turning that. See a doctor about that. Right, let me... Uh, obviously, this is a well-thumbed section of mine, the fortifications. So... <laughs> Uh, let's see what we've got. Basilica. These aren't them. Where is that flipping thing? Okay. Bastion, defence line, bunker. Okay. Weapons, battery, firestorm, redoubt. Macro cannon, Aquila, strong point. <clears throat> That's the chappy. That will tell you. That will cost you a princely five hundred thirty-five points. But listen to what it does. So it's um, it is a mighty bowl bowl walk, which I'll look up in a minute. Um, you can put four in place of your bolters, uh, and you can obviously take rules obstacles. So you could give it an ammo dump if you want to be cheeky. Uh, yeah. It's got the quake shell, one hundred eighty inch range. Uh, strengths 10, 7, and 5, AP 1, 4, and 6, primary weapon 1, apocalyptic mega blast, Ooh. sonic boom, fire the quake shell, draw a straight line between the, the Aquila cannon, cannon in the center hole of the apocalypse mega blast, roll a dice for each flyer, flying monstrous creature, or flying gargantuan creature model crossed by this line. On a 1, the flyer will crash and burn, while the flying monstrous creature will take D3 wounds with no saving throws allowed. 
That's pretty cool. That's uh, pretty or there's cool. the Macro Shell, which is just a 72-inch range. Strength D, AP1, and it's only a large blast. It doesn't sound quite as cool, does it? It doesn't. But yeah. and it's going to have. But the fact that it's only a large blast isn't such a bad thing. No, no, you're not wrong. Because it means we have less chance of blowing ourselves up when There's they get that. close. So I is, don't know what it's actually got. So multiple part buildings. Uh, they will. They've got armor arm value fifteen with battlements. So they're tough nuts to crack, right? Although if you take an iron warriors, they do get the wrecker special rule. Uh, the bunker is a medium building of armor value 15 as well. So with battlement. So whew, weapons, the main strong point has one in place Aquila macro cannon. So I think the macro cannon can fly, can fire. Oh, as an optional upgrade. Where is that? Okay. Don't know how you do that optional upgrade to be honest with you, but we made to look into that. What does it, does okay. it say? Yeah. Either of those would be great. Whether you can have the macro shell or the quake. Oh no. The macro shell or the quake shell are the two choices you can fire out of it. Okay. Do you have to choose before the game or is it just interchangeable? It doesn't say, so I'm assuming that you can just pick and choose. It can fire either time. Different Jeff so loads in different shell every time. And... It doesn't have a replacement, if you see what I mean. It's not say replace this with this. It's a, yeah, yeah. this is what this thing does. That's actually, you know what, that's pretty flipping nasty. <laughs> That's no gonna, idea now, I, I like I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot actually. That solves a few of our problems as well in terms Does, of has it got an uh, capacity as well? Yeah, so I'll look up the, the so t- and the fire point, because then we can really go to town. So it's a large building. So you have to bear with me a second while I look at this. Um and then so there's basically the main strong point is a large building uh with battlements, and then there's a bunker annex for this thing. If you, yep. And that's a medium building. So I'll have to look up the respective values of each of those. Um, so let's have a look. There's a table here somewhere. Um, so a large building um, has got a transport capacity of 30 models, and it's got five hull points. Medium building has got 20 models and four hull points. So okay. not bad. Um, we could stick... A huge amount of our army in it. I don't yeah, know what it's. Um, I don't know what it's. What it's. Uh, it's got in terms of um, fire points and stuff. But you know, we can work that out in the day. I think it would. It would be an absolute belter to chuck in. We could drop the edge of defence line then as well, and we could just put um, with the bunker section. We could just put the ten man heavy support squad in there. Hide everything else with with either give it a forty point forty points worth of battlements. It would be impregnable. Yeah. And it would be, they would have to do something about it. And there's a lot of things they're going to have to do something about. So I think we'd make <laughs> things very difficult for them. What do you think, Dave? Sold. Sold? <laughs> Dave, yeah, Dave, I think Dave, I sold oh, on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll second that. So, so it gets the official Mills seal of approval. Yeah. I'm just looking at the model because it's all, the fire points are all done as per model. Um, okay. On it appears to have at least three fire points. Okay. Yeah. See, I can see three fire points there. Yeah. If it, so ten man las cannon squad. In that, plus all the other evil. We, we could basically put all of the the bolt hard um, close combat squads because I think I think it can take multiple squads in the same building. If you see what I mean. But like, would like they, yeah, would they get? 
assault when they disembark from it. Yeah, because I think all vehicle, all things get that. All buildings get that. Uh, okay. So they, it's not like you're getting out of a transport. I think that they all get that out the bag. We'll have to do a little bit of investigation, but I think in theory, that sounds like a winner. So just to recap where we're at, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so HQ, we've got a, a Dark Angels champion. Blood Angels champion. Blood Angels champion, rather, with with all the trimmings. Everything you can have makes him an absolute monster. Sigismund is going to be the warlord because yeah. he's got... Um, and then we've got a uh, Salamander's Pravian with three Castellacs. And then in the elite section, we've got Squad of Angels Tears maxed out, Dawnbreakers maxed out. Um, what are they called again? Come on, Graham. Fire Drakes maxed out, and a normal and a squad of Imperial Fist uh, Terminators with Storm Shields, and one in five of them can take a, a assault cannon gonna, as well. So they would do that. I'm going to float an idea. Go on. Drop the Dawnbreakers. Right. What? For some, for some Terminators. Well, okay. not for some some dreadnoughts. Sorry, not Terminators. For some dreadnoughts. Okay. What what type of dreadnoughts are you thinking? Un as yet undecided. I'll put it. I'm just putting it out there to the class to see what they. Uh, what, <laughs> Do you want them to shoot or close combat? Well, I mean, the wonderful thing about dreadnoughts is they can kind of do both. They can, yeah. I think, I think, in my experience, you get them to do one thing or the other. I don't think they're great. As a, they can be okay with a multitasking. So you might give them a assault cannon or something on one one arm and a heavy, you know, whatever it is, dreadnought close combat on the other. I've always had good return investment with the quarters contemptors with two power fists. Yeah, because they're pretty cheap. I think they rock in about one three five each. Um, uh, yeah. They get rage. Obviously, they can sort of overcharge them to give them rage, but you know that gives them an extra attack on the charge. They can do a job for you. Um, they can get shot to death, of course, but you know, again, there's some strength ten deterrence. Yeah, and we've got to. I mean, they're useful at tying things up as well. Um, yeah, so I don't know how the demons like a big. I'm trying to think of a ten man, ten person demons. They're strength ten, aren't they? But so even if it's even if they're just going against normal tactical squads, you know they can have some good fun against a tactical squad. There, I mean, there are a lot of units now that can take all melter bombs, but there aren't that many. Yeah, and they're expensive. Um, they do jet yeah. bikes and things. They're good for chomping out jet bikes. Yeah, agreed. So, but the Dawnbreakers are a really cool close combat unit. I guess it's they are. But we've be, got we've got the Angels Tears, and we're running Blood Angels Assault Squad. So, yeah. Um, How do you feel got, about that? We've, we've got other spears in yeah. the list as well. So, how do you feel about rather than the the sort of elite dawnbreakers, maybe going in with three? I don't, know, I don't know how many points that would be, but I think three dreadnoughts would be approximately four, nearly five hundred points. I think, but I don't think, I don't think the dawnbreakers are that expensive, are they? They're probably three hundred. They can be. Okay, they, they can get pretty pricey. So, all right. Let's go for that, because you're right, that does give us a little bit of extra. We've got plenty of shooting, I think, even with the macro cannon thing. I mean, that's people are going to be very wary about approaching that. And also, that big gun will absolutely terrify those demons, because they're not going to get 
carte blanche first turn. You know, they're going to potentially have a strength 10 apocalyptic mega blast on their heads, which is going to make a mess. And that's, that's what we want. We want a mess. Okay. So and it fits, and it, and it fits the theme. Totally does, right? So Angel's Tears, we like them with the assault cannons. They can either drop in they're, by deep strike or we can keep them back to shoot. Yeah. They're apps. I mean, they are such a useful thing because they can get in behind yeah. uh, dreadnoughts, light armored tanks, and unleash those assault cannons and just, you know, yeah. hull point you off the game. Cool, yeah. A, a talent of dreadnoughts to be decided on the number, but maybe using quarters contemptors with close combat weapons to also, you know, hold things up. Yeah. The Terminators, I think the Imperial Fist Terminators are, the, some of the, are really good for a single wound model. You know, three plus save and all the benefits of running um, Tartarus armor. So they can sweep in advance and they can run if we need them to. Um, and then the Fire Drakes, big Fire Drake squad, not going to give it a transport. We don't need to. You can hide in the building if it needs to and come out and deal deal death when it when it wants. Um, fast attack, we, we, I think we shied away from the tarantula now. Um, heavy support was a Sakaran Arcus, the 10 man last cannon squad from the Imperial Fists and uh, three Vindicators. That's, that's, the, you know, that's the, that's the wish list. Yeah. <laughs> that is a great list. And then the Talons with Valdor and this big old fortification. They'll never see that coming. Never. Well, if the idea is they see it and then they go, oh, actually, hang on. We've, we've made a terrible <laughs> mistake and we're just going <laughs> to... We're going to go over here now, please, and return. We'll bother somebody else for five minutes. Okay, so Dave, I know that we've kind of camped in your front room rather rudely, and I know you've been keeping us, you know, stopped, topped up with tea. Uh, any, if you were going to be the kind of third man here, the the critical eye, anything you 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 would change uh, for fun or lols or otherwise? It's all cool in in, in the. Oh. Game. I think we've got a pretty good list there, actually, to be fair. Yeah. I think you've got a lot of deterrent. That's and possibly true. you've got enough to answer if, if they do manage to get so far in. I think we can repel them with that lot. Yeah. But if not, it'd be a bit of fun, wouldn't it? It would be fun. I'd love to give it a try, like I've got to be honest with you. It'd be a really cool prospect. But anyway, I think that's a pretty damn fine army, gents. Just got to try and sandwich it into four and a half thousand points somehow. Yeah. Well, Chris, you've got, you've got the deets. Uh, we'll leave it with you. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll get the the, uh, the calculator out and the uh, and advocates across. and yeah, uh, yeah. try and crunch some numbers. Try and crunch those numbers and get it get it to to fit. So there you go. So we'll obviously put the list on on with the rest of the page, but I think that will be a flipping cool army. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not looking necessarily forward to trying to fit this list together, but that's okay. So there may be sacrifices, but there may there's almost certainly going to be sacrifices along the way. But um, you know, we may need to go down from ten to eight in certain areas and things like that just to get the points in. But yeah, I think there's some definite must-haves there. We've got Valdor as well. I mean, everything Sigismund Valdor. Yeah. I, I, I suspect he may be one of the sacrifices. I think I, I think uh, Sister Silence HQ. Uh, will probably be the the end result just because we've yeah. got some big expensive stuff that we need to. Although we've got four and a half thousand points, we've still got a lot of big expensive stuff to try and sandwich in. For sure. Uh, 
which is probably why you don't have too many games at four and a half thousand points. But <laughs> not not with a macro cannon Aquila defense. I mean, just on. imagine doing this at like Warhammer World on a fairly big table. You know, maybe a slightly not six before, but bigger. And you know that would be a cool looking battle, wouldn't it? Whose uh, whose birthday's next? Uh, cool. I, was, I don't know. My, uh, Mr. B's has gone. I think Rob's has gone. Might be Dave. December it is. <laughs> just need to save up and I'm trying to think well I've got the fire drakes you've got the dark and uh, actually you've got most of them haven't you yeah yeah I've got yeah I can cover that I can cover the, <laughs> the, the two, two of those three of those bits yeah. yeah all we need to do is to find a second because you know, I don't think they make the kit anymore I remember somebody was asking for it the other week um, oh, the Aquila the Aquila thing so maybe that might be might be a little there'll be one somewhere you know someone's dusty cupboard actually Mr B's going to have one any. Oh, of course he is. Got two just go, oh, yeah, what? One of these? One of these, he just brings out his cupboard. Yeah, off the shelf. <laughs> bag of holding. Yeah, bag exactly, of basically. <laughs> Mr. B's sack of holding. Is, uh, <laughs> magic, Mr. B's magical sack. Okay, so, well, there's a story. Um, not to be told to children, I fear. So, or shown. No, definitely not. So, well, definitely not. Video's cool. got uh, erased, if I remember correctly. I think it's actually been banned in, in most countries now. We can buy an Aquila Strop Point for £400 off eBay. Seems oh. like an absolute bargain. You oh, are taking the, oh. the mick. Yeah, 400 of your English pounds. It's new in box, by the way, so, you know. It's clearly worth it, then. I'm pretty sure I could have snapped one of that bridge. Those are really cheap back in the day when I worked in a toy shop, but anyway. Yeah, that's what, what I was thinking. What a world. 30 quid. Mm. Right. We're all good. We're all good for now, and then we shall reconvene for the actual list challenge conversation yes. once we've seen the horrible nature of what Mr. Rob and Mr. Michael have uh, conjured up. I think this is this is a this is a world beater, and it's not out of theme. It's all there. It's all we've, good. We've ticked. Yes. We've ticked every box. I think. <laughs> totally. I think we're gonna we're gonna take some names of this one, and those names are gonna be the traitors. Right, gents. <laughs> Thanks as always, and I shall catch up with you when we do the list challenge next. Cool. Right, yeah. right. Next. Up is the annual, as I'm now deciding it is going to be an annual event, uh, where we split into teams and decide to take on a list challenge that is too big for one person to deal with. The movers have gone to Michael's house to Anthony's house, but it sounds like yeah, it does sound like that. Yeah, uh, so then what what we're doing is we have because there's no way on God's earth we can be um, objective. Uh, individually uh, so we have decided to call in some reinforcements in this call so for to add to the kind of general Mills Brothers V uh, it's obviously myself and Chris and we've called on the uh, help of our uh, middle brother or uh, Dave so say hello Dave hello Dave 
Oh, oh, he's on the that time. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, I'm a young Eric Morecambe right there. <laughs> You're not allowed a moustache like that without that kind of comic timing. That's true. Right. And uh, to sort of sit in uh, Judge Judge Judy and Executioner, as they say, uh, is none other than Anthony Littles. I thank you very much for taking on this is a significant challenge. Anthony, thank you. Hello. Very Hello. good. Right. Yes. Then. yes. yes After five minutes of running around uh, sorting headphones and Bluetooth. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's always a challenge. So here's the deal. Uh, we are going to do the normal list challenge. Uh, the, the, the criteria remains as per normal. So we look for fun to play with, fun to play against, a general kind of theme. Um, for one scoring entity uh for the other we look at battlefield effectiveness always hotly contested and being as we've got the two denizens of battlefield effectiveness on opposite sides we're expecting some fireworks here tonight (laughs) and finally uh we look at the actual cost of course we've got the uh parsimonious mr b uh parsimonious that's the word thank you uh, Mr. B uh, for the chaos side. We call it the chaos side. And we've got the slightly less, pretty extravagant to be said, uh, myself and Chris, who like to spend big uh, on these list challenges. And of course, Dave's brand new to this craziness. I didn't win so, last year by going cheap. You know, that's the. That's the so, win. Have we turned you into an X-Wing that. Um, podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> pretty much. Pay to win the list challenge is basically oh, right. what we're talking okay, about. Sorry, so, got, got a bit confused there. Yes. That's all right. So, is everybody okay to proceed? So, first things first, uh, you, the theme of this particular one was um, the Siege of Terror. So, this is kind of to sort of segue in with a conversation around battle, well, battlements and... Uh, fortifications and the like in this episode so we thought we'd go for the for the big daddy of all of the sieges uh, that being the attack on the imperial palace itself so with that in mind the um brief was fairly broad i think it's safe to say uh, who wants to talk through that because i've talked enough um i can do that um you know this yeah. it, also, it also gives me a chance to figure out that you know i've got the brief right and <laughs> gives me time to write another list <laughs> while desperately typing to mike while you're telling us about yours um so okay. we've got we've got attackers, to, uh, attackers go first rob yeah yeah I, 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 nah, well i'll do there because the defenders know they're coming no 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 attackers go first. <laughs> nah, go on go nah. on go on so basically we've both picked a side which is fine for chris because it's uh these representing the uh, defenders of the Imperial Palace, obviously notably the Seventh Legion, um, yep. who at the time of setting the challenge didn't have their new snazzy praetors, which they have now. Um, mm-hmm. And me and Michael have basically been given Perturabo's job, hash slash and legion, to try and undo them. So it's the um, it's the the age old fraternal rivalry of the two accountants of the heresy dawn and perturabo well yes and yes. no uh, <laughs> we were, we were you, you were given we were given fairly carte blanche as to which part of because we kind of worked out who was actually on their 
all of the Chaos Legions in some form were. Mm-hmm. Number of the Loyalist Legions were there, but there were other things in there as well. So obviously, oh, which I have had demons on one side and uh, um, solar auxiliary militia, mechanics, uh, yes. etc. I, 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 uh, so I, I took a fairly typically myopic view and focused on one thing and went, yeah, we'll run with thing. that. And went with that. That's very good. I so picked a pony, the other thing, liked its trick, ran with it. <laughs> so um, the kind of mission itself, though, was uh, we were kind of in a similar vein to the missions that we've been running previously, which was attackers need to get somewhere either onto yeah. objectives or into deployment zones defenders need to stop them so very similar to the mission brief that we had a couple of episodes back where all the attackers need to do is to get in and, and score points all the defenders need to do is to stop them doing that and, and destroy those that dare assault us so with that in mind uh who who wants to start the the proceedings now i'm happy for us to go first uh, if you want to, um, with the defenders, you can see what mighty creatures and the like you will be facing on the walls of the Imperial Palace to try and break through. So, do you want us to go first? What do you reckon, Mike? Mr. B is um, very quiet. How about, how about we go first, Rob? Uh, just right. just, well, just yeah, quickly. Anthony, are you, are you happy with the criteria we've laid out? Just, just that sounds good for me. Cool, cool, Attackers, cool. you will go on my first whistle. John, <laughs> <laughs> me read this out. Pretty old to remember that. <laughs> what? No, you not. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, that Wait, is what, mid to late 90s. Yeah. Wait, was that? Uh, I had my six year old today ask what an album was. So, yeah, you know, Gladiators was a pretty long time ago. <laughs> what an album was. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I Okay. Right. How about if I read this out, Rob, and then you do the justification for it? Because um, I, I tended to not do very much with this. Cause... Yeah, because basically, I kind of wrote it and said, what do you reckon, Mike? And he went, oh, you bad man. Go on, then we'll have that. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we kind of figured this, to be honest with you. In our, in our psychological warfare build-up to this, we spent <laughs> an hour, by the way, discussing this. And this is a which, will be available somewhere. Which, by this point, listeners would have heard by now. So, uh... right. So cool. we've got two legs. So we, we will... Cram- Hold on, Mr. B. Go on. You've got somewhere to be? Jets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know you had so, a hot date at yeah, past nine. Nothing, nothing like the build-up. Right. Um, so we were kind of... This is what we were thinking, Rob and Michael, right? So we thought, okay, so we think that Rob's going to look for something to replicate what he does with the Space Wolves. I think that was a general consensus, Dave and Chris? Yeah. And, damn and, and, straight. And by what yeah. I do with the Space Wolves, do you want to define that? Because what do I yeah. do with them? Well, okay, we thought it's going to be Spartans, close combat, coming, coming at you, Cleopatra, as All it right. were. And then we thought Michael might default to his Volkite. Other kind of siege-based legion. Obviously, it's going to be Volkite, but also we thought it might be Death Guard. So, and then when we were happily plotting this, uh, we suddenly realised that, of course, we had completely mis, uh, forgotten about the fact that you could have quite happily fielded a four and a half thousand points demon army and thrown that at us. Mm-hmm. Which I'm guessing, from what you're saying about <laughs> Iron Warriors, you may not have done. Nah, so I've, never, I've, never, kind of I've never written a demon list, so you don't have to worry about that. I've never read, I've never read right. <coughs> we really. were, I don't we understand were, it yet. We were really worried. We, 
we were we thought oh my word hey if they come at us with that you know four and a half thousand points of demons that's going to take some stopping in anybody's book anyway so that's the kind of psychological warfare that we, frosty. We, <laughs> we thought that's what you were going to do we were that convinced but anyway let's see if we were right so michael we thought you were going to do use your kind of death guard thing so possibly quite a lot of land raiders driving forward jumping out flamers etc etc and with backing that up you know a slight variety difference would be rob's you know charge forward jump out with some horrible maybe world eaters i think we thought um you know big old squads of those in spartans coming across you know 40 attacks on the or even more than that 80 attacks or something crazy um you know on the charge we that's what we thought we were facing so that's what we've kind of planned for so if we you haven't done that some, this could be very some demons or some psychic shenanigans as well so oh, right. yeah okay. but you but you yeah. but you know you never write a list knowing the army you're going to face so this is a good ex once again good proof of uh you know yeah. So are you are you gonna are you gonna read so, it out, Mike? And I'm gonna read the sort of um, apo- I'm gonna take the apologist view and explain myself afterwards. Pretty much, yeah, I think that would work. All right. So we okay. start off with uh, a first list. These two, these are two two thousand two hundred and fifty point lists. The first one is a Pride of the Legion, Right of War, uh, onslaught mm-hmm. force organization chart, not crusade. It's onslaught. Yeah. And the first, uh, the HQ oh, got, a, uh, um, got a Praetor in Cataprachi armor, Cataprachi, yeah. uh, and yep. a Paragon blade. Um, just that's it. That's just him. Uh, uh, just a Terminator armor and a that's Paragon a, a, blade. I think you overcosted him. He's nowhere two and a half thousand points on his own. <laughs> uh, then we've got a Warmonger uh, in Cataprachi yep. armor and a Chain Fist. Um, okay. Then we've got another warmonger again, Cataprachi armor and <clears throat> chain fist. So you can see Rob's, uh, you know, symmetry. Ahead. Uh, then yeah, we've got um, troop-wise, we've got a squad of ten Terminators in Cataprachi armor with seven chain fists and three lightning claws. Uh, another ten Cataprachi Terminators, uh, but this time. With six chain fists, that's it. Uh, in heavy support, we've got a. Hang on, no, there's, an, there's, a, there's another unit of ten terminators oh, yeah, with there six is. chain Sorry, fists yes, as well. I've, I've, I've scrolled up; it's, it's identical. So yeah, ten terminators, uh, six chain fists. Then we've got a vindicator with a dozer blade, uh, a typhon. Hang on, there's another vindicator as well. Oh yeah, there is another vindicator. Yes, but that doesn't have a dozer blade. Sorry. <laughs> no. Um, see, this is what happens when you don't use a battle scribe output. Okay. I just thought yeah, I could. You can read it. Um, a Typhon um, with armored ceramite, and that comes to 2,250. No, there's two Typhons. Oh, yeah, there's two Typhons. Oh, yeah, because it's onslaught, isn't it? It's onslaught, isn't it? Yeah. Onslaught. Okay, right. In the second list, we've got, it's again, Pride of the Legion, and it's an onslaught. So yeah. um, it is identical. Well, do you know? Do you know what? I feel I feel quietly comfortable in this situation at this point. So that is uh, four typhons. Four typhons. Four vindicators. Four vindicators. Sixty cataphracty terminators. Forty-four of which are deep striking. 
And lots of chain fists. All of them. Because basically a chain fist can kill anything, can't it? Yeah. And everybody's okay, well, got a four-up okay. invulnerable. So, everybody's got a four-up invulnerable. You've taken your, your duplicity <laughs> to, to, to new Copy, new paste. Copy, paste. Copy, uh, paste. Copy and paste. Control P, control Yeah, that's well. what the two warmongers um, are called. I don't, I don't want to kind of burst anybody's bubble here, and I'm going to say it with a modicum of I'm not 100% on this. I thought that you couldn't use rights of war with optional force orgs, but I don't know. That's just something that I heard. So... We have the steward for the inquiry who can be busy Googling that, and that might get <laughs> you a, that might look. get you an auto win pass. Sorry to have wasted your time <laughs> with all that list writing, Dave. <laughs> Please feel free to sit down. Uh, now I don't know. I'm just having a, a it, very a swift. Yeah, so the so the logic look. the logic behind it. Python, you can't. No, no, you can't. No, otherwise Graham would have been, would have done. Yeah, you can. Uh, you can't put Python in you can put them, in a war oh, put them in a war machine detachment. Yeah, because because they're only six hull points each, so you can take two mm. of them in a war machine detachment. So you could have done it that way. So if that is the case, that's all you would need to do, isn't it? Unless you're right, using yeah. um, different number of troops and things. Because obviously the onslaught force org um, doesn't have any, only has one one troop choice being its um, minimal minimum, if you like. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Just a heads up. Um, so the logic behind it. Let's the logic behind it. Let's let's hear it. Well, the logic behind it is the attack on the Star Spear, as documented in Book Three of the Siege of Terror, where basically Perturabo drives a load of Typhons at the door, going, "Hey, look at us! Look at us! Look at us!" And then a load of Terminators deep strike in. It's exactly what it happened. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. So 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 let's go. So. We're aligned. Talk mm-hmm. us through turn one or turn two. So your so t- all your stuff's going to be deep strike, or at least all your terminators going to be deep strike behind the lines, right? Not all of okay. them. The Praetors and a unit each will set up because chances are there is going to be a home objective. That is used that which is usually the case. There's going to be a an objective that's normally going to be closer to our lines than yours, and much like there's, you know, for both for both yeah. sides. Well, so if one thing okay. with the onslaught special onslaught is thing we is automatically that... go second. Yeah, you do. So that's why we basically hope that everything survives. Enough stuff survives turn one, mm-hmm. and then we drop four Typhon shells on you. So there'd be, so that you'll have four Typhons. What else would be on on the battlefield in turn one? 22 Terminators and four Vindicators. Four Vindicators, right, okay. So, and everything else is going to come in deep strike. Have you got anything to manipulate the reserve roll? No, just the just the uh, just the warmongers that allow the deep strike. But if we're if we're we're going to be co- we're going to be playing the Chris Mills approach of danger close deep striking onto objectives here. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, you yeah. know. And if you think you've got a cataphractic Terminator, enough. is there anything to stop it going to ground? Yeah. On an objective for a three plus invulnerable, come and shift us. By the way, we've got chain fists if you get too close, and I will punch you in the head. I don't think uh, they can go to ground. 
Can they not go to ground? Is there a specific rule that stops no. Iron Warriors going to ground? Uh, no, there's a specific rule for the cataract. I right. Well, they're they're still Iron Warriors, so you're not going to make them wrong. run away from shooting at them. Totally not. No, absolutely not. They're, they're not going anywhere. Take, take that and, and party. You know, they will. How they big will are they again? There. How big? How big? Individual squads? Ten in each. Ten, Ten in each. The sixty-six yeah. Terminators in total, including the HQ. Nice. Okay. Well, he's there we go. Nice, he's not a nice man, is he? Yeah. I mean, I'd so, like some. I'd like a bit of flair, a little bit of you know. It's Iron Warriors. Yeah, I know, but there's so many other legions so you could have just, chosen. So you basically again. created two Iron Warriors armies, and you just replicated them. Is that effectively? Yeah, I, 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 I played the accountancy of war and thought, right, what's efficient? What's difficult to shift off, off objectives? Terminators. Right, okay. a tough so, lunch break to will, write that list. So, <laughs> tough, tough, tough poo, I think, would be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, if you think you can take any Typhon is in 3,000 points. Okay. Take any Forsog. Yeah. The, the, the referee has, has looked at it, so you're all good for us. <laughs> That's all right then. Okay, so the Forsog is fine. The Force Org is fine. So look, I mean, look at the hassle that people have with one Typhon still in 3,000 points. We've gone up 1,500 points, but we've got three more Typhons. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, yeah. how big a table are you, do you want to play on that we can't drop something really nasty on it and pretty much institute well, anything that's underneath it? The range of the Typhon is only 40 hours. Just saying. The um, table's so only 48 not, inch wide. Well, no, because I thought we were going to play top. If we were playing attacking and defending, it, it could be the other way, of course. In which but case. then we're setting up 24 oh, inches in. Setting up 24 inches so, in, drive yes. forward 12. 12 on fire. Yeah. So of you, course, you are going second. Right. Yes, you can't Very outrange good. us. But yeah. you still run the risk <laughs> of going. Uh, yeah. You still run the risk of. Um, not having a anything to change those reserve roles, which I think will make it. Maybe we'll talk about that in battlefield effectiveness part. Mm, I know you're a, massive, of, you're a massive fan of manipulating reserve as, roles. Look, as, as I really am. Would ordinarily love your list, Rob. Trust me. Trying to put sixty-six terminators down via deep strike is <laughs> no, going to be only, 40, as, only forty-four sorry, via deep strike. Forty-four 20, terminators down via deep 20. strike is going to be an absolute ball ache. They don't have to deep strike. Okay. They no longer allows them to, but they don't have to. True. So you have one, one, one army twice. Yep. <laughs> this might be the shortest. I was really going to have a hard time remembering this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, yeah, it's, it's tough. Right. So you've got four and a half thousand points of... Cataphractite Terminators and type, and some Vindicators. And Strength puns. 10 Ordnance Templates, yeah, basically. Uh, okay. Right. Bobbins. Very good. Bobbins. All the strategic planning of a well, drunk on a Friday afternoon. Perturabo's fag break. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what should I do? I, I, um, just send some Typhons. And we've got any, yeah, send them as well. Cool. I'll be in Jeff, the tent. Jeff and the boys, and right. I'll go and knock out the back here. Yeah, I feel I'll we're being impugned some, here, anyway. Michael. 
We are indeed. I feel that the, I feel that the usual two brothers Mills are getting a bit gobby and a bit chatty in front of in front of Dave, going, "Oh no, they're showing off in front of the business." Aren't they? Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Rob. We recorded an hour and a half section planning our list. <laughs> because that that's the level of intricacy that we went into it. Whereas you wrote out on a fag paper and just. <laughs> <laughs> stuck another fag paper on top to get it to copy. Just don't unpost that. Right, isn't it? Exactly. It's always yeah. that, Anthony. It's always that. In any situation, it's always okay. That. So you've gone, you've gone big. That's that's and bold. I'll give you that. Let's see how that fangs against our uh, masterful defence that we're planning. So uh, I think Dave. Uh, Dave, you want to talk? You're going to read it out, and Chris is going to add commentary. I think, and we'll do the same. You want to to read out the whole list? <coughs> uh, okay, so I'll just start I'll, set, I'll, set, I'll, set, I'll, I'll set out the, the what we're what we're doing, and then you go through the list, Dave, and we'll me and Graham will interject when when required. We're but not just so you know, yeah, so we didn't do two lists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we uh, we didn't do three lists rather. We thought, do you know what's better than that? We'll just combine our forces into one single shattered legion uh, list using not one, not two, but three legions plus some Ooh. friends. Shenanigans. Because you know what? If we ran out of fag papers to copy our lists on. <laughs> <laughs> you should have bought king. You should have bought. You should have bought king size ones then, shouldn't you? So uh, we strip ones. We are rocking with Imperial Fists, obviously. Blood Angels, because they're also there. And Salamanders, because they were also on the Siege of Terror. Three of them. <sighs> yeah, still three of them. <laughs> and we, That's about how many we have. <laughs> That's about as many are in the list, trust me. We've gone it, we've yeah. done it proportionally, uh, proportionally. So yeah, so there we go. So uh, Dave, start with our start with the HQs. And the, the, let's let's teach these chappies how you write a list properly. This is how you write a list. Well, the, the HQ. For, first of all, we've got a, a champion from the Blood Angels. He's the Warlord. He comes with artificial armor, boarding shield, jump pack, inferno pistol, and a blade of perdition. Is it? Oh. It is indeed. Yeah. Yes. yes. So that's the first HQ. Yeah. Then we have a Praetor from the Salamanders. He also has artificial armor. He has an iron halo, a bolt pistol, a paragon blade, and a mantle of the Elder Drake and digital lasers. Mm. No prizes for guessing who wrote him. I don't know. Uh, and then we have uh, a, a, a Pravian who is from the Imperial Fists. He has a power armor, bolt pistol, chainsword. And he comes with two Cataracts with dark fire lances. Enhanced targeting arrays and tank under special rule. So there you go. Yes. That's the oh, HQ. But it's the, the three head honchos. We didn't we didn't yeah. feel like the Imperial Fist player any well, HQ needed anything other than two massive robots with <laughs> uh, with with yeah. Lance at seventy two inches <coughs> outranging a Typhon. Uh, so I'll uh, kill it. Uh, one turn we can't. We nope. get super lucky. Why not? Yeah, why not? It's got Lance. No, so no, he's, just... no, no he's right. Because it would be strength. It'd be armor 12. No, we can. We can penetrate. Yeah, so it takes the armor down to 12. Strength 7. Yep. Five to Lance, 6 a pen. 
And then, yeah. I mean, it's a long Black shot, Doc. We need sixes and sixes. Super Black heavy. Black special rule. Yeah, Super heavy. We, How many hold points we, can you do? Six. Well, four we could turn. do, technically, that would be four turns. No, more, more than that, because it's D3 um, and one for the penetration hit itself. So you can do, I believe, the maximum amount you can do to a Super Heavy is four from one shot. But that's yeah. all. The odds of that happening are significant. And you'd need that but on both. Tank Hubble has the ability to reroll. So you'd need perfect. They're not going to take. They're not going to take a typh- They're not going to take the Typhons out. There's no choice about it. They're not no, going to take, take the Vindicators out. But they could strip. They could take some hole points off it if we so wished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we have other little plans for that. So yeah, we're not putting all our eggs in the Castellax basket here. Just thought that was quite cool. But uh, yeah, like I said, we wanted to do. When we talked about creating the list, there were some things that we wanted to do. So um, Dave was keen to kind of like the idea of a up close and personal. Of course, that's probably the the Mills, the <laughs> Chris Mills uh, way of fighting in there. Um, so a bit of shooting and a bit of up close. So the, the idea really for this army is that it it weathers the storm, and that was the thing that we were trying to do um, was to be able to sit there, take whatever happens, and we were kind of expecting a lot of close combat. So your guys deep striking in, we'll be ready for that. But yeah, basically to kind of just absorb that as it comes and then counterattack. So that's the that's the kind of tactics of this army. I think that's that right, Chris, Dave. That's pretty much yeah. it. That's, yeah, that's, that's how yeah. I remember the conversation going. So it, yeah. So it's really about stopping you getting where you need to be. Is is the kind mm-hmm. of gist of it. So onto the elites, Dave. Onto the elites. Right. We start off with some angels' tears. Then it's seven in a squad. Uh, six times assault cannons and melter bombs. Rending on sixes. Sixes. Yeah. Seven melter then, bombs. Then we have a fire drake squad. Seven in this squad. All, with, all with, I believe, with chain fists and dragon scale storm shields. So, yeah, you, you can not not have too much for go at me for going oh i'm going to stick chain fists on all my terminators yeah but we've only no, got no, no, one and not seven of them so we're fine there's, we've only there's, got there's six the rest of the hq i would have done the same i would have done the same the, all right then we have from the imperial fist we have the rapier squad with uh, three times yeah. squad heavy bolters heavy bolters with yeah imperial fists heavy bolter rapiers yeah hitting yeah. on twos yeah. so a little bit of um, a little bit of sort of volume of fire there, but they get their bolter drill uh, added to to quad heavy bolters as well, which is quite cool. Which so that, yeah. we thought we'd leverage the as best we can with the army um, itself. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, hitting on so it'd be twos re-rolling because it's twin linked anyway, so they're going to hit quite a lot, which is pretty cool. So yeah, that's the elites. Um, Angels tears. I don't know if they do they come with jump packs. I don't know if they you do, get yeah. strike they them. Do, they do, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we could, if we wanted to, uh, look to deep strike behind you with those guys. Maybe um, you know, if all your if all the terminators have, have gone elsewhere, that might be quite useful. And even if not, just turning down for turn a uh, turn of those auto cannons can be pretty pretty raspy. So that was the plan. And of course, if we can survive a turn, um, we'll be in with the melter bombs. So yeah, that was the plan. We either sit them on a convenient piece of cover if we need to, or we deep strike them behind enemy lines to cause some botheration. Okay. Uh, fire drakes were there. I think we decided that they really are our kind of um, sponge squad. So we yeah. were going to use them to soak up anything that was particularly unpleasant. You know, we were thinking about big demons or, you know, um, 
Primarchs, something like that. They're a kind of they're a Uber and Tarsal. They are a very good and effective speed bump. Yeah. Yep. Two attacks each. Weapon skill five. You know, they're they're a great thing. Scoring unit as well, if that was relevant. Um but yeah, three plus in runs, chain fists all round. You know, they they were also there to sort of potentially throw themselves under a rhino a um Spartan if that was needed. But yeah, they're 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 there to rock. So that's cool. And yeah. like I said, the rapiers were there in case we needed to get rid of some chaff if you decided to go the militia route or something. Mm-hmm. And to, to lay some heavy heavy fire down. Okay, Dave, on to the troops. On to the troops. Right. So we have uh first of all we have an assault squad from the Blood Angels. That's thirteen in a squad. Uh two times inferno pistols, I believe in the first one, and melter bombs. Their squads are identical. Two yeah, two yeah, two identical squads then. Two and then and that's it for troops, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Sticking so, the compulsory choice, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. So same again, we can either sit them on the lines or we could deep strike them. Knowing what your list is now, there's a definite argument for deep striking these guys. Yeah. But uh, been getting close. Yeah, I mean, did you? They got armored ceramite, haven't they? The, um, yeah. If the uh, yeah, so siphons. The, the aren't going to be hugely effective, but um, the melter bombs would be very effective if we can yep. survive a, a turn. Um, so that would be the you know we'd either have to make sure we got very very close, or you had other things to shoot at that were more important. But yeah, thirteen of those. That's thirteen melter bombs. Melter bombs potentially. That could be pretty pretty serious uh, yeah, if of course it. they survive that first turn. Yeah, because uh, cool. when they deep strike, they're going to be all uh, bunched up. They are, and of course, they mean, run. I suppose the, the tool, yeah, they can run and we can spread them out a bit, but yeah, a seven inch blast template, strength 10, AP1, no cover save. They're not going to, they're not going to get much out of that, to be fair, but yeah. again, it would be a question of picking and choosing where we could go and how the battle splits up. Okay, Dave, next. Fast attack. Yeah. Yes. Right, do we have uh, a phalanx, phalanx warders? Yep. 13 in a squad. Three times power axes, melter bombs on the sergeant. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Another so, kind of holding squad. Talk about these crystals, yeah. you know. So yeah, they're cheaper than they're weirdly they work out cheaper than a normal breacher squad, but they get the counter attack special rule and they have their shield wall special rule, which means if they are attacked, they get plus one weapon skill. So they're really good for because they've got counter attack as well, they're good at taking the impact of someone and giving a little bit back. The power axes aren't ideal, but if they're going against chain fist guys, it's not going to make a lot of difference. Um, yeah, yeah they, I think they get, they get a five plus in one, don't they? They do, yeah, from the board. Yeah. From the board, from the shields, and also um, they to, if they've all they've all got them, so they'd be disorganised charge if they do get charged by something. Yeah. So one yeah. less attack. So pretty cool. Uh, a good, pretty good. another pretty, holding pretty useful thing. Yeah, exactly. I, I am denied about normal breaches of these guys, but the maths just um, and the the, the, yeah, get, the extra rules for them for, the, for their money is just hard to see past them yeah, for that for filling totally filling that, that role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so that was a, so that just to sort of recap there, we've got the angels tears, which are kind of an attack squad, could go anywhere. The fire drakes are going to sit there and and take the hits, fish it out in close combat rapiers for um pushing enemy back the assault squads either sitting back waiting to pounce or deep striking and the phalanx warders same again similar to the probably on a different flank to the 
um, uh, fire drakes, but holding, but doing a very similar purpose. So even if you are fumbling them with strength 10, AP1, no cover save, on the plus side, they would still get a five plus in one. So some of these things would still get a save, albeit some's better than others. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. And then on to the next one, Dave. Heavy, heavy supports. Support. Yeah, we've got a heavy support squad, Imperial Fists. Uh, there's eight in a squad. Uh, all the scanner on the sergeant, and all and the rest have seven or oh, seven las cannons. Mm. In that. Yeah. And because they're fists, they get they tank hunter. Tank hunter special rule. Yeah. yeah. And so, then, oh, yes, but they'd be shooting at. But yeah, go on, <laughs> yes. carry on, mate. Yeah. And then you got a Sakarian Arcus, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Arcus Warheads, Sky Spear Warheads, Vindicator. Oh, sorry, going up too far ahead myself. Yeah. And then we have a so Vindicator. The classics, really. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm detecting so a laser the... destroyer Vindicator squadron in the in, in the immediate future no no it's, no it's we didn't go with the laser destroyers actually we went for the we wanted think, some um because we were still yeah. thinking about demons yeah we wanted some strength oh. 10 yeah. and so we went with the normal vindicators um with the strength 10 large blasts to try and yeah. double some of the demons out if they turned up the arcus is a great tank we've talked about it tons um but yeah super multi-role kind of combat vehicle if you like Mm-hmm. The warheads themselves are pretty are great against terminators. Um, strength strength eight AP two. Yeah. Eight shots with cluster warheads, and the sky spear. If there's anything flying, they're also excellent. Obviously, you don't get the double up. Cause it's not the shooting phase, but a very good and effective um, deterrent for flyers as well. For yeah. all of that, for two hundred twenty points, it's it's such a great thing. Um, also, any fly any we thought you know you might just try and provoke me into a fit of rage and chuck in some outflanking. Um, speeders or something Jones, so yeah. yeah the the arcus can deal with them very handily as well so that was the plan for those and like so the vindicators were there just to bring some strength 10 fear you know just in case you went galvor back or something like that um just to try and you know give you something else to think about in that little thing anything else to add on that chris dave i know mean, the vindicators will do a wonderful job against terminators as we've all experienced at some point or another yeah. some you know they, they're still going to stand up even if they're not um, laser destroyers. Yep. So yeah, I think uh, pretty sound choice it's really for us. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So that's and that uh, element of the uh, element of yeah, the list done. Yeah, that's I was going to say, where's the Titan? Hold on. Easy Tiger. <laughs> right, Dave, the Allied Knight Detachment. What's, or what's up, you... Dave? What's up next? What's up next? Well, we have an Allied Detachment and the title is Talos here. Uh, which is a cadre special rule. I have no idea what that does. Oh, here we go. Uh, now we have an HQ. We have, is it Genta Kroll? Genta Kroll. Genta Kroll. Yeah. She sounds nice. And she has all of, all this lovely stuff. Eternal Warrior, Sword of Oblivion, and something else. Yeah. I can't read well, it. Yeah, so, it's yeah, the Death she, on Fires and Stuff. Oh, Oblivion yeah. and Rage. Yeah. Okay. Right, and so do I carry on? She's yeah. pretty tasty, actually. She's a, she's a handy she's, character, isn't she? She's not bad for 150 points. I wouldn't mess with um, her. You know, we wanted Valdor in, but then I realised that a, a, if we wanted some sisters, we had to have a sister's HQ, and sadly uh, Valdor doesn't qualify for that role, so we went with the uh, the, the next best thing. Valdor would be cracking. That's sort of oblivion. It's great, isn't it? Fives and sixes, instant death. 
Yeah, um, it's, um, again, it was good against demons, right? Trying to get these big, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, Sorry, the, mate. The, they do, um, stuff against normal people as well. They remove, like, mm. uh, they affect leadership of other people as well. So it's not just, um, just the demons that they would affect, but yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. dead useful. Very good. Right. What's next, mm. David? Right, uh, in the elite section, we have Sisters of Silence, Oblivion Knights. Cadre is nine in a squad. Eight in the squad. Uh, oh, it says nine on here. Oh no, it's, it's eight. Uh, okay. And and then we've got a, a, rapt, a raptor squad as well. So that's so that they is are that all the same thing. They're, they're all the same thing, yeah. So Genotire Kroll can make mm. um, an Oblivion Knight Cadre a raptor squad, uh, yeah, sort of her bodyguard, but but she doesn't have to roll with them to double check that. Um, it makes them weapon skill five, so really useful. Mm, cool. Very good. Right, and then shall we move on to troops? Yep. yep. We've got a custodian guard squad. Here we go. Here we go. Six in a squad, <laughs> four <laughs> with Ardesite Spears. Is that right? Ardesite Spears. Spears. Certainly can't comment about them. Uh, <laughs> Magnetarium Vexilia and Sentinel Warblade. Yeah. So yeah. spears are always useful in stabbing people, but the Ardesite Spears, 12 inch range, strength 5, AP 2, instant death, and armor bane. That's always oh, useful. Yes. Um, so really useful multipurpose sort of shooting and punching. Um, Magisterium Vexilla gives them plus one wound for the purposes of working out who wins the assault. Mm-hmm. And to go back to the um, the cadre special rule, the overall uh, cadre special rule also does plus one to assault result. Oh, nice. So, so you're on plus two combat res. Plus two combat res. Mm. It's not bad. What do your A-Shrikes do again? That's for Baron's range. Yeah, they're, they're, they were on a... They're on a later one. They're not on the list that Dave's got. So we'll uh, a race. Yeah. They, they would mess with our deep strike a lot. Absolutely. Curses. Oh. Yeah. Curses. That's not the list that Dave would have. So I haven't got that. List. So that's no, that's right. Um, one more thing. So there is one yes, more. There is. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're still not at four and a half thousand points here. Right now we have we have a Lord of War fortification. Oh, we have Aquila, and in. Uh, Brackets, mother effing, strong point. Oh, right. It has an armor store <laughs> on the bunker annex and a macro cannon. Rerolled ones. Yes, the macro cannon. A macro <gasps> cannon. Now, this looks see how you like. See how like these onions. Yeah, that's, that, 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 that's a bigger gun than the Typhon's got on it, yeah, isn't it? Seventy-two. <laughs> oh, yes. Range, strength D, AP one, primary weapon uh, two. Five inch blasts or quake shell, 180 inch range, strength 1075, AP1, apocalyptic mega AP1, blast, sonic AP1, bomb. four or six. It's, yeah. It's that is a, that's the, is that like the 700 point fortification? It's 550. Yeah, only 550 points. Bargain, I'm on special at the moment. Yeah, that is a nice, <laughs> that is a nice fortification. Well, basically, it's an utterly pointless fortification because it's basically an Aegis defense line with with a gun from an Imperial Navy cruiser on it. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. So pretty much. So we the, the plan for this bad boy is 
obviously it's, it's multiple people can go in the, the main encampment if you want them out of the way of those um, big blast templates, for example. Where even is this thing in the Red Book? It's is it in the main rule book. The Red Book, it's main rule book, it is uh-huh. actually uh, page 116 for those following on at home. Hang on. <laughs> funnily, <laughs> enough, it's a, funnily enough, it's a fortification, so it's unlike Graham Mills, it's not the first part of the book that I go and dribble over when I get yes. <laughs> Guess what? Guess what, Rob? Do you know whose idea this was? Yours. It was mine. <laughs> it, was, it was Chris's. It was a proper proper left field one. So it's this a is a fantastic thing. And while we're while, while we're looking it up, I'll give you some calls about this, the special rules this thing's got. So it, it's a multi-part kind of building, right? Um, so the large building part, which is armor fifty. What page did 50, you say? Sorry. One one, one, six. one six. In the main rule book. The main, In the main, main book, big yeah. main. Um, so it's a multi-part building. So it's got it's large. The large strong point, which can hold thirty, I think. I'll look it up in a second. Um, people, um, and it's got armor value fifteen. So even your strength ten is still needing five to get through this, by the way. Oh, yeah. And also anything on the damage table, because it's a mighty bulwark, it minus ones it. So you're not going to bring this down quickly. You may have the biggest guns known to man, but you know you're going to have to try and get through this. So we've got a bunker attachment, and we put the Imperial Fist guys in the bunker attachment. The bunker's got an ammo dump, for want of a better word. So these these guys are going to be re-rolling ones as well with those last cannons. So the the gun, though, this is the thing that most people will be burning. What is this crazy, crazy thing? It's um, filth. Yeah, so the macro shell we've, we've talked about, it's just basically the same as, it's just the normal... To be fair, it's, fal- it's, a, it's, a, it's a falchion. It's a falchion gun, effectively. Yes, uh, except, yeah, large blast. And then, but the quake shell, which we thought this would be good for any... Um, Hordes, it will definitely thin those guys out. Apocalyptic Mega Blast is the big, the really big blast, the 10 inch blast, I think. Um, like I say, strength 10, trend on the middle, five inches, uh, strength seven, or the seven inch part, and then strength five going out from seven to 10. But AP1 in the middle, AP4, and then AP6, as we've talked about. And it's got this Sonic Boom special, which I can read. So after firing the Quake Shell, draw a straight line between the Aquila Macro Cannon and the center hole of the Apocalyptic Mega Blast template. Roll a dice for each flyer, flying monstrous creature, or flying gargantuous creature. Unfortunately, you have none. But it would have been nice if you had. You know, yeah, you could have done us, a, done us a solid there and gone for a demon army. Um, <laughs> on a one or a two, the fly will crash. The flying creature will immediately fly. Yeah, flying creature will, on a one or a two, will crash and burn. Monstrous creatures will take D3 wounds with no saving throws. So we thought that was quite cool. You know, shoot. Mm-hmm your way across something draw a line if there's any any flyers or flying monstrous creatures they're going to get out and they're going to be in trouble and here's the thing if we're so defending yeah. terror terror's got to help defend itself well and that's what that, that's what this represents this there's, is the there's, a, there's a lot of that in 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 the books you can't can't yeah. argue with that how many hull points is this thing well it doesn't how do you how do you how do you kill it i've never thought so yeah so yeah, it's, it's basically it's a, it's a com it's a combination of two things so um let me just go to the correct page for you. Um, so a large building uh, has five whole points and a medium building has four whole points. So it's kind of nine in total with the combined. Mm-hmm. Um, so mighty bulwark rule, which it has, um, if it suffers a penetrating hit, there is a minus one modifier to the building, providing on the building damage table. So there's a big building damage table thing. So, so for 535 um, points, 
535 points he's only got five hull points yeah but it's, it, it the, is the big gambit is five hull points but it is armor 15 as well remember yeah so, but i'm chucking yeah, 60 ch- i'm chucking 60 chain fists at it strength 8 plus well, 2d6 15 oh, no, no problem and also bear in mind that you're iron warrior so you get the wrecker special which would be particularly ap- applicable against mm. this thing um so yes so it's it's yeah it, for it, sure but remember we've, we've kind of both gone yeah we, we've both taken in certain ways perfect counters to each other without knowing what we were doing well there you go so i think let's see how that pans out so that's the any questions about the list up to that point no, no, that is straightforward. No, I mean, okay. I mean it, uh, it would look awesome, like having Anthony. Yeah. yeah. Any questions we before we proceed to the the electrical sword out of the giant formation or void shields even cooler? Yeah, void shields would have been very good. We didn't take them. We haven't given it anything like that to us. All we gave it was the ammo store. Uh, on the, but you're right. Yeah, void shields would have been pretty useful actually because that would have been one potentially strength ten thing that they would have had to waste. I don't think there's any other shooting in there. Well, the vindicators could have stripped the strip the void shields. I think this is one of the but few armies that you're going to play against as well, where actually all of your units are safer in the building than taking the giant strength ten fire players that are just going to kill them. Because usually um, buildings are pretty lethal in this edition to sit in, but yes. it's pretty lethal being out in the field. For... Yeah, it, it's it's a, it's a, it's like a chance or no chance, I think. So you know, I think we would probably. Yeah. I guess we would probably I'm chuck sure. everybody we can in there. Go on, sorry, mate. Oh, sorry. Well, I mean, the boy she's only got an armor value of twelve. Bear in mind, so if he's chucking strength ten, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's going to be I guess limited. It would it would. You, it would use one of them up if you, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. if you see what I mean. It's like he's got four strength 10 AP one yeah, shots. Yeah. One of those would be, you know, if you had two void shots, for example, you may have to use two of them to hit it because the only other way to do it would be to get up close and personal, which could be catastrophic. But having said that, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think in this instance, we would probably thump everybody in there um, at least for turn one. Uh, for, and probably for turn two, we'd probably deep strike the things that could deep strike behind. Is the, so they'd come the in th- turn two. Go on. Here's the thing. Rob's list has one problem. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's, it's more than one problem. If he deep strikes his entire army close into our lines, that nullifies all of his big shooting. Because mm-hmm. mm. it all has to stand there for a turn, which allows us to do what has happened to me many a time. Should skim off some of those terminators, but he can't fire his big guns into it because can't, can't kill your own template. men. I mean, you you, you 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 can't put the templates on them, but they call, obviously it could scatter, which could yeah. be in their effect. Unless you're absolutely right, Chris. So you well, could have a bit of a problem there. This is an objective game. Seeing I as we're guess. playing iron, seeing as we're playing iron warriors, if Let's they get the rules. In, if they get in the way, it's their problem. For sure, absolutely. But I'm going to I'm going to deep strike on objectives because I'm going to play the mission. Or if you're if you're all hiding in if you're all hiding in your strong point while the objectives are two foot away on the board, I will deep strike two foot away on the board. I might send one unit in to kill that um, macro cannon bit if it's only got five hull points. But I will I will I'll deep strike the rest on the okay. other, on the other we, bef- objectives. Before we get into the ins and outs of whether 
you could do that with mm-hmm. impunity and guarantee that. Let's talk about the scoring first. So the first the first round of scoring is what would either of these armies be like uh, to play against and to play with what they look like on the battlefield, etc., etc. And do they hit the theme? So the only person who can really answer that question, unfortunately, is all on our uh, independent adjudicator, Anthony. So which of those two lists, the copy and paste fag packet one, or the rather well crafted <laughs> hour and a Well thought out, well reasoned, honed, uh, uh, Artisanal, uh, one would art- say. Art- absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, go, Anthony. Oh, the Iron the Warriors. Oh, my God. I'm going to use that. You are not going to have any fun. <laughs> but you got set up. It's a close run thing. One way or the other, I think. Yeah. Um, but... If I was going to be playing this, I would much rather be playing the defender and trying to work out how I'm going to get myself out of this situation than um, playing the attacker. Because I think it's going to be a lot more straightforward playing the attacker than it is being the defender. You've only got two things to do, haven't you? Roll some scatter dice and move some people forward. You've seen me play games before, right? (laughs) Two things to do. But, um, so yeah. uh, you, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make a decision. I'm afraid. I'm sorry to I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Yeah. Which one? <laughs> so hits the theme. So I think uh, the defender list is better for this one, if I'm honest. And, but um, yeah, it's gonna be more fun to play with and against, definitely. Fair enough. Okay. Mm. There you go. So this next one could get a bit bit tasty here because i can already feel <laughs> a little little which one of these we put, we put forward our points so did you i thought rob did yeah well side <laughs> put forward their points so maybe take a few seconds to try and say why you think you would do better and then let anthony pick so okay so you've put your so let, let me just paraphrase Rob to make sure that I've understood and I haven't I'm not selling you short Rob okay mm-hmm. or and Michael of course you're um so the the plan is turn one you're going to go second mm-hmm. unless you seize initiative so the chances are you're going to go second right uh, mm-hmm. on turn one you're going to have four typhons two vindicators four up vindicators to twenty guys on four vindicators my apologies um four guys possibly on foot. Or at least, oh, sorry, for a number of squads potentially on foot. Yeah. So let's say, in, now you know what this is, what would you do? Would you have like two squads back or would you go all all conquers deep and just try and deep strike everything? Um, again, the one thing we can't factor in is where we would place. Um, or so we just, let's assume just that deep. we put this, yeah, so let's assume that we would probably put this in the middle of the table. Do you think, Chris? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because because of its range, it pretty much covers everything. So, mm-hmm. well, it can, yeah, we'll put it front and centre. So center. it's it's going to be yeah, it's going to be in the middle of the of the the thing. We might try and hide. Well, would we? We might try and hide things like the Arcus um, and our own Vindicators behind it, because mm-hmm. it will block line of sight. It's pretty big. 
to try and at least, uh, you know, prevent that from happening. That there's always a chance. But I think if we put them out in the open, we couldn't hide them. They'd be vulnerable. So we'd be looking to park them somewhere. Um, obviously no cover safe, so any defence line or whatever is irrelevant anyway. So yeah, that would be the plan. Um, yeah, the I would. I, would, would I still would. I would still deep strike most stuff. I might put three units on the on the board to start with instead of two, but there's there's still definitely going to be at least 50-50 deep strike going on. Yeah, you're going to have a walk if you otherwise, aren't you? So let's assume it's a 48 inches. There's three objectives on the back line, one in the middle, one on the end, one on the end, right? That's mm-hmm. roughly speaking. So, you know, we've got a decision to make where we go. So we've gone for the middle. We've put the Imperial Fist last cannon squad in the bunker. We've put the Fire Drakes and the... What else... Fire Drakes would probably go, yeah, inside the main building, I think, guys. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As much as, yeah, um, I mean, um, I don't think yeah, we, we, get we might have to leave yeah. the, yeah, the, we might need to leave the Praetor, um, with, not the Praetor, the Pravian out there with some Dark Lances. Um, but again, we'll have to take our chances on those. You, you, you're not going to kill these models in one hit with the Strength 10. So there is that. They can take a few hits, actually, those, that particular unit, quite happily. So, yeah, they're not going to be gobbled out by your strength tenderness. So, you know, they're not going to cut safe for sure, but it's just going to be a wound um, mm-hmm. for each one. So we put those up for a battlement somewhere. Same again for the um, quad, quad bolters. I mean, they're kind of fairly irrelevant in this game anyway, but we still put them out there just to, you know, 18 shots I mean, uh, hitting volume, into volume, rolling. Volume of they can, they can take some, yeah, always good against Terminators mm-hmm. too. They'd probably be on another one of the battlement areas. Um, what about the, I'm trying to think, what about the Blood Angel assault squads? Would we deep strike those, Chris, or would you leave them? Uh, actually leaving them in because they can get on. Would they, yeah, go, would, would they be able to take on a big Terminator squad? That's the thing. Not... No. Yeah, I mean, they, bear in mind they can shoot with their pistols first and assault. Plus they've got Inferno pistols, so that's going yeah, to yeah. cause a couple of people a nuisance. Um, so they're not entirely useless against uh, against the Terminator squads, no, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, they would keep be there just to deep keep, keep them out of the way for the title on the first turn. Um, and then use them as a sort of a reaction. We don't want anything standing still because of the number of blast templates. Um, we don't want to be in a deep strike situation where things are standing there for a turn. Because that's, um, that's going to yeah. cause all sorts of bother. Phalanx Ward is the same again in, in one of the buildings, for yep. sure. Uh, wait for the same sort of thing to get out. Uh, heavy supports will be talked about, the Arcus and the Vindicators we've also talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, same would apply for Genitara Kral. Yeah, but she has a three plus plus away, against but... blast weapons, so um, she's pretty okay. comfortable dealing with sparks. And, and, and she's a eternal warrior as well, so exactly. So she can take those hits. Yeah, so you could put her at the front of the Guardian Spear Squad if you wanted to, and be that guy, and just you know rinse the rolls through her. Yeah, I mean you could even tank the um, if you were feeling very brave. You could tank the hits uh, with the Eternal Warrior um, HQ, Salamander HQ. Yep. Yep. Uh, with um, he hasn't, he's only got a four plus in one though, not a three plus. So, yep. you know, 
you could try your arm and um, just make sure that the guys are super spread out and just hope you get a few nice scatters. So, yeah, that would be it. I think turn one, we'd look to unleash hell. So I'm, I reckon we would probably be able to take down one Typhon in turn one with everything. Maybe two at a push, but I think that's it's more likely we'd definitely get one. So the reason why I'm saying that, you may See, disagree, is I would, the... Um, go on. I, I would probably target the Vindicators because I'd be more inclined to take out the Vindicators because because of the blast template that is involved in using the uh, Typhon after a a very short amount of time, it's going to become very difficult for it to find targets. Um, It kind of becomes null and void. What ballistic skill is your funky gun thing? Well, it would have to be basically manned by somebody. So it would be one of the Praetors based. So, Right, just checking because I was just looking on the thing going, hang on, what BS is this? Because if it's basically a giant vanquisher, then it's just going to make Grey and Rage quit the game by turn two. No, it's a blast template as well. So it's not, you know, it's it's not a one shot job. It's like a massive blast. So you'd have to go some to miss it if if you're bunched up. So, you know, we could get a couple of hits on the Typhon, for example, with a D. If you put yeah. them really close together, but I don't speak. Or well, yeah, D, um, D out a uh, Terminator squad for a good chunk of it. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I think if we, if we not if with we a five inch blast, you're not going to get three. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I think if we what? Can... So so now you've put forward your positions. What does Anthony think? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, anything to add? Anything to add? No, I think. Well, I think putting. You, the unfortunate position you're in is you want as much of the board as possible to stop him getting decent deep strikes out. And the more you've spread out, the more targets he's going to have for his giant blast templates for longer. Because he's not going to get all three of his units in on turn two. So there's going to be this awkward one coming in turn three, turn four, that you don't want landing anywhere near the objectives. Um, and... And a lot of the weapons you're going to want to use against the Terminators will be busy shooting at the very scary tanks. So you're going to be fighting quite a lot of strength 10, um, close combat. Um, mm. you, you do have two Eternal Warrior characters. Oops. We do, yeah. But, uh, uh, I, I guess you're going to it out. I think, I think you'll be playing on the back foot rather than he will be. That makes sense. Yeah, I think we would, we would be kind of reacting. I think. I think if we get lucky and we need some luck to mm-hmm. get rid of two typhons, that might put a different dynamic on it. But I think, bear in mind, we get points for killing units, so we could, you know, like you say, go for the vindicators because we know we're going to get two victory points for the vindicators, for example. Um, whereas, you know, your Rob's going to get Rob and Michael are going to get aren't going to start scoring points until at least turn two. Uh, because they're deep striking, and that's if they get the you know all of the deep striking rolls they want. And it doesn't so we have too far. with the angels' tears and the assault marines, we have we have a sort of speed on our side. If that makes sense, we can sort of react quicker with models on the board. Um, yeah. Then, then I don't then think we can get them to... off the board. I think it's yeah. I think we can stop them, but I don't think we could completely stop them. If you see, I mean, I suppose it depends yeah, yeah. on you know whether. Um, I don't know. I can't remember what the rules are for 
scoring objectives uh, if you're engaged in combat or if somebody else is there to deny you. But I think it has to be within three inches anyway, so it seems unlikely. But yeah, I think the squads that we have would have to kind of hot foot it on foot. So, and that's not great for the um, Talamanders. You know, they're minus one to run rolls. Oh, they can't yeah. even run anyway because they're in cataracti. So they're going to take a little bit of time to get there. They can assault directly out of the building though, which is useful. You put them as guardians of that big of the bunker, and then that's kind of that bunker safe. Yeah, I mean, if we were feeling really crazy, we have got an Aubrey scanner on the um, Vascanner squad as well. If we wanted to try and hit people on, uh, if they did deep strike near the bunker, for example, uh, I think any is it deep or is it, is it I can't remember if it's flies or deep strikers it's, that Aubrey scanners get deep to strikes. Do. Yes, deep strikes. Yeah, yeah. So there's a chance that we could. Uh, you know, put seven, eight last cannons into a squad uh, of Terminators. For sure, they're not going to run, but we can certainly thin them out uh, if we weren't using them to already shoot at, you know, the tanks. But like you say, Anthony, you're absolutely right. It's a, it, it would be a, we'd be the ones having to react to where to shoot rather than dictating that on the battlefield. So, yep, I think we're done. Um, what's your final decision, sir? Yes, I think the aim worry is just edge it out. Yeah. But, um, gotcha. Just because they'll be putting all the pressure on. And, and, yeah, as you say, unless something wonky happens, I think it's going to be <laughs> a nail biter for you guys all the way through. But yeah. Yeah, I think we're right. We are going to be know. fighting on the back foot for a short, mm-hmm. for, for definite. I mean, there are some, it would be a bit of luck on Rob's side and, and Mike's side, but it would also be an equal, probably a larger slice of luck on our side too. So have a defi- dis- defi- uh, decisive turn one. I still reckon we could take a time for now. But like I said, it, it depends on you know, getting rid of the Terminators is actually the, the probably the harder part of that. OK, uh, so one apiece. So the only thing left to decide is how much did your army cost, Michael and Rob? <laughs> Surprisingly little. Well, it's only four models, so okay. it's not massively surprising. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for four and a half thousand points of uh, symmetrical, mathematical, statistical, accountable Iron Warriors. Boring. Is twelve hundred and eighty. Wake me up when you finish. So twelve hundred and eighty quid. All that dullness for a thousand pounds. Who thought it? Okay. <laughs> hey, don't blame me. Blame the Legion that we picked. Uh, yeah i'm writing it in character (laughs) so ours because one of these things you can't buy anymore which is the um macro cannon the big uh, thing in your list strong point yeah unfortunately (laughs) uh if you go to ebay and i don't know when anybody's ever sold them for this by the way because we looked about four weeks ago when we did this list originally and we looked again today and they're still on there. So people are throwing these things out because they're out of stock or that for 400 quid for, for a, and 250 quid for a, for a assembled one. So just to give you some concept, if you do see one of these lying around in a, in a, in a friendly local gaming store, snap it up. But yeah, so ours would be 1,310 pounds. In an ideal world, it would probably be another 80 quid on top of that for, for one of these, but we would have to potentially spend some significant cash to, to get that. So it looks like you win. God, all that effort. 
and they just I mean all that thought, all that time, it. all that effort, and they just went now. Oh, the same. Did it? Wasn't there a thing? That, wasn't there this lazy heresy thing going around a few years? Oh, ago? God, isn't it just? Okay. Isn't it just? Uh, <laughs> well, I can. Copy, all we can say copy, is we can congratulate the winners on a on a battle well fought, and uh, thank you, uh, Anthony, for your impartial and very sound judgments all around. So, so what, there you what, go, folks. What, what, that is the end of that. Yeah. While we have Anthony on, let's ask him what uh, what he's been up to lately. So uh, in terms of heresy painting, because uh, we sort of brought him on and like didn't give him a chance to shine. <laughs> well, I've been um, well printing and uh, painting quite a bit of solar ox, and um, I've been trying to work on a shattered legions army, and I just didn't know how to make it work. But uh, last night I finally well, managed to sort it out. I do. I can, I can tell you exactly how models. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Very but, um, good. Yeah. Dave, you're still plugging away oh, cool. in the Dark Angels, aren't you? Yes, I'm plugging away. Sure. I've, I've, yes, I'm just finishing a Firewing uh, little squad. Uh, I've moved on to Titans at the moment, so I'm just oh, yeah, going through. Um, colour scheme for them I think I'll stick with what I've got and um, I've just bought the Necromunda thing so for a change just to get away from bloody space marines but yeah long way to go should get it cool awesome lovely alright folks well that's that will be the end of that I think yeah and a very the annual Victory, so the, like the ashes in cricket. So uh, does that mean that Rob and Michael get a point each? Oh. No, because otherwise it's going to be. Actually, no. Does Michael get anything? Well, no. Yeah, actually. Yeah, he did. He read it out. <laughs> I read it out. <laughs> he read it out very well. Michael writes very nice. Out here doesn't get any points <laughs> either, so you know. <laughs> Michael writes very nice lists. That's why I kind of took a bit of a lead with this one. Michael's not nasty I... enough. Well, we did say actually that you know Michael has written some niceness in the past, but clearly, clearly the uh, the, the master of puppets was there to uh, <laughs> pulling his strings, shall we say? Rob, pulling his the strings. photocopier ing is uh, in full force. <laughs> I like symmetry. It's, sue me. Like symmetry, it's it's one of those things, and we knew that you, we actually mentioned that you would whatever you do, you do it in twos. Yeah. So there you go, folks. Uh, a clear, uh, well, not clear victory. I'm going to take a modicum of um, uh, joy from the fact that we put together, I think, a very accomplished. I'll tell you what, though, if you if you gave those lists to James Couch and his Warhammer World Museum diorama building teams and you went we've got a load of iron warriors terminators backed up by a load of typhons attacking a mishmash of everybody that's defending the imperial palace how damn good a job would that how cool would that look yeah you know that, it would look that's that's one thing we tried to encapsulate was that it was as many elements from the the, the mm-hmm. defense we get so we got we got mechanicum in there with sort of with the castellex you yeah. know talons or three legions there's only so far you can take it because you can't keep adding allied attachments in unfortunately yeah. otherwise we'd have loved mm. to have militia in there with the you know sacrificial mm. offering or something yeah well blame gav is it gav thorpe who wrote the third book the one with the um fall of the um 
line, the, the one with the spaceport. Yeah, port. Yep, it's Gavport. Yeah, that's that's basically where mine came from. Because it's like, right, okay, because it is purely that we're going to do two things. Distract everybody at the door with big guns and then deep strike behind them and punch them in the head. My list might be really unimaginative, but you know what? It was good enough to get published in the Siege of Terror book series. So I'll just... (laughs) Whatever whatever helps you sleep tonight, fella, you know. I sleep like a baby (laughs) every night. Yes. How do you sleep at night? If I ever worry about being able, not being able to sleep, I just picture Chris's reaction at the end of Penitent, and that's it. I'm 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 done. Uh, so yeah, thanks again, folks. Very interesting. Next next year's challenge. Who knows what it will throw up. I'll tell you what. Uh, next, but, uh, we next, look for, next anybody one, got any ideas uh, for um, a Next one, annoy me, challenge? do Prospero. Oh. Yeah, that's a good idea. Do uh, Prospero and actually. I'm not allowed um, anything grey or gold. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. Make me write a right, list we'll cool. side of Prospero. <laughs> yeah, Fair enough. Okay, cool. Thanks, Anthony and yes. Dave for, uh, for putting up with our nonsense for a little bit. Indeed. No problem. All right. Cheers, folks. Cheers. Cheers. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. And that, dear listeners, is the end of this uh, episode. So, Please do leave us some reviews if you enjoyed the show, or even if you didn't, I suppose, on iTunes. Uh, feel free to follow us on Facebook. Give the Edge of Empire uh, Facebook a likey. Uh, you can also do the same on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. Um, links to all of those things, obviously, in the show notes. Um, obviously, you know, um, we are podcasters, therefore we have the fragilest of uh, self-esteem. So anything to improve that would be greatly appreciated, i.e., the rather superficial nature of giving us a like goes a long way. So there's always that. Um, I don't have any, I don't have enough to even for it to be fragile. So yeah, exactly. Right. Anything helps. Um, we want to know we're doing a good thing, right? That's the thing I suppose is that we want to know that you enjoy the show. You, you like us. And if there's areas that you'd like us to improve on, we're always willing to listen. So if you want to get in touch with us, you can of course post on a Facebook wall, uh, send a message to, the account uh, or email us at the rush you can also message us on instagram as well by the way um we will answer those very quickly too yeah that would that, that, that'd make my yep. day would that um if you also want to kind of go the next the next level of support um and help the show out we do have an affiliate link with audible so you can sign up and get your horus harris audiobooks through them you get a month's free trial, and after that, it's seven ninety nine a month for a single audiobook. And all the Black Library books are on there for your reading pleasure. And for a select few, you lucky special few who get absolutely nothing other than our internal grateful, great gratitude, you can uh, contribute towards our Patreon, which we kind of use as a little bit of a tip jar. Uh, if you enjoyed the show for the price of a coffee, just to keep the lights on and uh, Michael supplied in uh, general gentleman's uh, relish so um 
<laughs> so that's what we need the money for. Uh, if you could help us out by going through these, the advert as well on the website to purchase your wargaming toys and bits for Element Games, please do so. And we also have Element Crystal Codes where you get double crystals and we get normal crystals. Ha ha, I knew this was a good gig. And they'll be in the show notes, but uh, if you wanted to drop them down now and you're about to put an order from through on Element Games, Chris's is CHR211. Mine is GRA2794. Michael's is MIC440. And Rob's is ROB676. And finally, we also have an affiliate links with the outpost as well. So, which is a great little FLGS in Sheffield. And that, dear listeners, is that. Next episode, what on earth are we doing? Because I have not got a Scooby-Doo. Uh, it's just a general picking of the month. Uh, uh, you know, news, what we've been up to, new releases and stuff, episodes. And uh, me and Chris will do some Titan talking. Titan talking. Okay, yes, cool. Just- not being able to fit it in this all right no worries and that is it so it's a very very good good night good morning or good afternoon depending on where you are in the world from me and uh, good, good night, night good morning me. good evening happy easter from me <laughs> Wait, <laughs> is it easter no other, other holidays are available but yeah uh yes we'll take care everybody Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought we were going to say goodbye then, but there we go. Yes, do take care, and we shall speak to you next next episode. Yep. Bye. Perfect.